Kamala Harris says she's not going to go to the border because it would just be a gesture. But she actually went to Guatemala where she was greeted by protesters who were saying they liked Trump better, go home, and that they said Trump won. And uh, then Kamala Harris said something really interesting. She said, don't come to the border. I was actually surprised that she said that, considering. But uh, not really. I mean, Joe Biden said something similar. There's a big difference between what they say and what they do. And so far, their policies have been pretty bad. They finally formally ended the uh, Remain in Mexico policy. Trump came out and said a whole bunch of stuff criticizing them. And uh, I got to say, beyond this, Monday, it's crazy. There's a lot of news. We got an op-ed out of the Wall Street Journal saying the science suggests a lab leak. We got the scientist who told Fauci in January of last year that there may have it may have been engineered deleting his entire Twitter account after after people pointed out that what he was sending to Fauci and what he was tweeting were completely different, which is very weird, suggesting the scientists doing the research the entire time were acting politically, saying one thing behind closed doors, but then saying certain things publicly for some reason. I, I wonder why. And then you got some, yeah, it is. We got, we got other news too. There's a, this is crazy. Uh, an Amazon driver brutally beat a woman after she refused to check her white privilege and complained about a package delivery. You wonder where that racist, psychotic behavior comes from. Sorry, man. Look, I think racism is bad. I think anybody getting attacked, you know, based on race is extremely horrifying. Yeah. And there's a problem when the left is exacerbating racial hatred and violence. And uh, we're going to talk about that. So we're, we're hanging out once again with Seamus of Freedom Tunes. Great to be here. Great to be here. And I just wanted to, to comment on the story about that scientist not being completely forthcoming about the information he had. It's interesting because I was told that we should trust the scientists. But as it turns out, they're human beings who sometimes say things that aren't true. Man, it's like almost all of them are lying. There's, a, there's, there's Right now, there's a weird investigation. I should say there's an investigation, and it's weird. Because it's like this guy says to Fauci privately, hey, it looks engineered. Then publicly, he's like, no, nah, it's crazy. It's a conspiracy theory. But then like a few months later, Fauci gives apparently one of his organizations a grant. I, it's still being looked into, so I don't want to make, you know, I'm not, we, don't, we don't have everything pulled up. But I'm doing a lot of research on this, the journalism of trying to figure out what actually happened there. But some people are suggesting Maybe he said the right thing publicly. It's good for Fauci and then an organization. Or maybe it's just coincidence. We don't, we don't know. So we'll, we'll look into this. There's a lot of, there's a lot of rumors flying around. Yeah. Oh, we got Ian. He's chilling. Ian Crossland in the house. You know, there's no one I'd rather talk about uh, racial violence with than you, Seamus. So Thank you. Here. I appreciate that, Ian. I don't know what that means, but I will always take it as a compliment. <laughs> it's a well, it's, it's, I know it's, we are homies. It's, it's a weird compliment. I don't know what it means, but Ian's saying it. I know Ian has a good heart. It's yeah. because there's no one who understands racism better than a white Catholic Irish guy. It's true. That's actually completely true. Your <laughs> have been through it. I mean, yeah. Irish people weren't actually, actually white yeah, in the that's, early days. Right? That's actually a good that's point. true. That's that true. Weird? Couldn't drink from the white drinking fountains. That's actually that's true. true. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. I, dude, I've got stories also from family members that and I, I mentioned this on a show before. I don't want to divulge too much and give up too much of my family history, but yeah, Irish people didn't have it super great when they first came to the United States. They did not. No. Yeah, so weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm in the corner as well, similarly Irish to Seamus, uh, but I think my family came later. But uh, yeah, when did your family come to the states? I would say in like uh, the twenties, they moved to New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mine you was know. like the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah. Yeah. Pro- probably, probably just between your yeah, just before mm-hmm. yours. Good stuff. Ian looks like some kind of Nordic. What are you? That's Irish? What I'm talking about. I think I'm. <laughs> I, I'm Irish and German, mm-hmm. and huh. I think maybe Neanderthal. 
Well, possibly. <laughs> that explains it. That's yeah, the big forehead. <laughs> I had uh, too. I yeah. I've you got know, the eyebrows, you know what I mean? So I <laughs> I'm Irish and British, so I'm internally conflicted and <laughs> fighting. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Wow. Yeah. Now I understand. I don't know why you just wouldn't get <laughs> into the Irish. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, what? What's the conflict there? What does England even have against Ireland? <laughs> I know, <laughs> or right? vice versa. <laughs> just choose, they just choose the Irish. They, 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 they both love each other. There's nothing nothing yeah, bad between these, these countries. Have you been to Ireland? Yes. Well, I've been in Northern Ireland. What were you doing over there? There was a a big. The, it's the bonfire night. It's a, I forgot what it's called. Uh, I was in Belfast, and they lit. They stack up like sixty foot wooden like. So they stack up all of these wooden pallets, super high, and torch it. And the fire is so intense that it like burns holes in the ground. Whoa! It's it's, it's yeah. I guess the left says it's like a bunch of fascists or something. And I'm like, I, I don't know, man. Who I was do they like, not say that about though. I know, I know. So, <laughs> but it's John's like. Eve? It's help. it's Northern Ireland, so you know the one group and the other group, and uh, I'm like I don't know, man. Like I'm just here. I'm like a tourist. And we're walking around, and people are starting fires, and I'm just chilling. So. Was it like a festival? It's like they do it every year. Oh, I guess it's like nice. it's like bonfire nights, like a big thing. Great yeah. country. Although I've only been at the airport in Dublin. Yeah, never oh. been once. I imagine. I haven't actually Bad been world. to uh, uh, you know Ireland. I was in Northern Ireland, so there's like you know. Yeah, exactly. Oh, but it'll be interesting that's because the war between the Irish and the uh, the British. That's what you end up with. Northern that's it, Ireland. Right. That's why you were there. That's yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, let's read the news and talk about the Kamala Harris oh and then gosh. these other stories. But before we oh. do, head over to TimCast.com and click the members only button to become a member of TimCast.com, and then you get access to the members only area. Last week we had a really uh, great discussion, but almost an hour long. Me and Seamus, we were, we were talking about uh, pro, pro, pro life, pro choice, and, and all these things. And uh, uh, people are really getting into the comments. So if you want to check that out, go there. But also, um, we're about a week or two away from the launch of our newsroom, which will be rudimentary at first. But uh, we're going to be bringing on journalists. And what I will be doing when, when you become a member, here's what happens the money, it goes to funding this operation, of which is going to, there's going to be on the ground reporters. We're going to have, you know, standard newsroom reporting, fact-checking. We're starting with one reporter and a few contract reporters. Then we're going to have um, probably a fact-checker. And we're already at the point where I am trying to contract out documentary production, news dispatch production. So we are there, baby. We're ready to go. And so and now it's just a matter of, uh, I guess, hiring the people who can oversee this. So the first person we hire is probably going to oversee budgeting for sending out crews to go on the ground, go to these various cities during conflict, right? Just like the, the riot squad does, but we'll have our own crew that does it. And uh, a fact-checking network. So that's, that's, what, that's what your membership gets. So for you, you need to watch all this great content. But more importantly, you're helping us build the site because the new site's going to be launching really soon. Check it out. Become a member. And don't forget to like this video, subscribe to this channel, share the show with your friends if you think we do a good job. I'm, I'm thinking in the next couple of weeks, you guys are going to be really excited and impressed, and we're going to get all the shares, because everyone's going to be like, this is great, we need more of this, we need more field reporting, and we're definitely going to be funding undercover and investigative reporting, which is going to cause a lot of controversy, and I don't know, maybe eventually get us banned on the internet, we'll see what happens. But uh, let's jump into Can the- I actually, can I, can I say something there? When yes. you mentioned fact-checking, it reminded me, I actually need to fact-check myself, I got a fact wrong on our last oh. show, or two shows <gasps> ago. Was it? I said the U.S. has more economic mobility than any other developed nation, that's not true. It's it's higher than most people think. So like 12% of people will be in the top 1% at some point. 56% of people will be in the top 10%. The income brackets are really fluid, but we don't have the most economic mobility. So I was incorrect about that. Um, I, I'd have to double check. I just know it's not us once I, oh, I look really? back into it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that's my mistake. If I make a mistake, I want to uh, I want to clear it up. I don't want to spread misinformation. So. Oh, man. I yeah, wonder, think it's I wonder, Tim's kicking me no. out because you go from <laughs> yeah, like, peasant to party. You member. go down really fast. No, yeah, yeah, fast. downward mobility. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about what's going on in Guatemala. We got the story from oh. the New York Post. 
Guatemala's president blames Biden for border crisis as protesters tell Kamala Harris that Trump won. This is this is this is amazing. These photos go home, Kamala, go home, Kamala, <laughs> mind your own business, Ooh. and a big sign that says Kamala Trump won. That that is crazy. I didn't expect this. I would have thought. I, I actually no. I take that back. This makes a whole lot of sense. The people who are staying in Guatemala probably like what Trump's policies are towards, you know, Guatemala and mm. what they should and shouldn't be doing. The people who are leaving Guatemala, they're not going to like Trump, right? That makes sense. Yeah, because, because Trump's the guy's blocking them from trying to get into the U.S. Mm-hmm. So naturally, the people who remain are like, yeah, go Trump. Well, and you, you sort of touched on this earlier, but the messaging that the Biden administration is sending to people who might be considering migrating to the U.S. is so mixed. Like Kamala goes down there and she says, if you're, if you're thinking of coming here illegally, don't even try it because you will not be welcome. If, if you're one of the illegal immigrants who's already here, one of the 11 million plus who are already here, you know, you're going to be naturalized and, and we're going to give you citizenship because th- there needs to be a path for citizenship because anything else would be inhumane. But you're not welcome to come here if you're not this already is, here. It's insane. This is one of the biggest problems of this administration, okay? Because I, because I want to do that check. Do we have Biden derangement syndrome? Mm. No. Yeah. No, we don't. Check it out. Dallas News reports VP Harris in Guatemala says border visit would be mere grand gesture. Warns migrants do not come. Okay, come on. I mean, yeah. look, maybe gesture, fine, whatever. Trump went down and surveyed a lot of the border. It was a, it was a big issue. He, he knows the American people were concerned about it. He went. I think about this, like, you know, Trump derangement syndrome or Biden derangement syndrome thing, and I'm like, I, honestly, I think it really does in many ways come down to a difference in opinion based on what is, what, what deserves priority. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of people who are like liberals, leftists, mostly liberals, leftists, your different space, liberals who are just like, I don't care all that much about illegal immigration. I just don't. And so Republicans do, and then the left is like, why aren't you talking about January 6th? And Republicans don't. They're like, because it was a right. So it really is like a difference of opinion that there, there's no, obviously in media, there's a lot of fact-based problems where the left or the right believe different things. But I think a lot of it's just subjective morality. I don't think January 6th was the apocalypse. I think it was a right. I think it was bad. I think it was, you know, it was, was serious, but not the apocalypse like they're putting it to be. What, what did Anderson Cooper say? Is what he said? Oh, well, uh, no, no. I, I was going to chime the worst else. attack on this country since the Civil 9/11. War. Oh, Jeez. Civil War. Wow, I'm like, even wow. Worse. That is hardcore. <laughs> wow, JFK well, getting just... assassinated? Sure. <laughs> but I mean, so I, I hear what you say about people putting different emphasis on different issues based on where they are in the political spectrum. But the Biden administration's messaging on this has been very confused. Sometimes they're saying things that are very like warm and friendly and open to people who want to come here. And then other times it's, well, you're not welcome. So like Biden putting a moratorium on deportations and then Kamala going down and saying illegal immigrants are not welcome here to me seems ridiculously conflicting, regardless of how you feel about illegal immigration as an issue. It's a fun house mirror of policy Mm -hmm. because early on in his campaign and even, you know, Biden got blocked from doing this, but Biden was like, we're going to put a moratorium on deportations. Come on, man. And then, you know, he gets in and he now now they've officially ended as of June 1st, the remain in Mexico policy, Mm -hmm. which was Donald Trump's policy that said, if you come to the border, we'll process your asylum while you remain in Mexico. So they officially ended that. Now they're doing catch and release. So people are they're once again encouraging people to come in. They catch them, let them go. In fact, Joe Biden, his administration has been smuggling migrant children into different states in the dead of night, which is one of the creepiest one things I've ever heard. Things. Now, here, here's the funhouse mirror, because now Kamala Harris says, do not come, right? That's funny. Like a week ago, Biden announced he was increasing the amount of refugees and asylees they would allow into the United States. Yeah. So Biden's like, we're going to increase the amount of people that we allow in. And then Kamala goes, but don't come. 
Yeah, exactly. They're going to be like, nah, I'll come, and Biden's going to let me in. What? And that's the thing. This is sort of what I was touching on a little bit earlier. I don't know if I articulated it quite well enough, but to say we need to naturalize all of the illegal immigrants who are already here, but then turn around and say, none of you should cross the border, though, to me is completely <laughs> pointless. Of course they're going to come over here. Like, what are you saying? You're you're welcoming them. You're inviting them, even if not with your words, with then with your actions. But I, but I, I kind of feel like that's part of it. You know, Kamala Harris can go. She won't go to the border. Mm-hmm. Right. That's serious. That she's showing she's not serious. Right. It's just a gesture, Tim. Right. It, it's, it's not a priority for her. And that's what I was saying. Like, I think a lot of Democrats are just like, who cares? I think people like Kamala, she's thinking about, is this going to get me votes? The answer is no. Because mm-hmm. the Democratic base, yeah. they, they were the ones that want open borders. They were the ones that on the debate stage, the, the moderator, I can't remember who it was, how many of you are in favor of giving universal health care to illegal immigrants or yeah. illegal aliens? And they all raised their hand. My favorite is the Democrats who like kind of look around like, is this, is this what we're about <laughs> they're, now? They're like, really? Okay. All right, guys. I guess like, this is the yeah, thing. Yeah. So, so I think Kamala is just like, I don't care. It's like, oh, I know some people are bothered by it. So I got to say something, but she's not going to say much. Meanwhile, the actual policies are making the problem worse. And, uh, oh, yeah, this is crazy. Uh, uh, Lydia just pulled this up. The Denver Gazette. Republican wins mayoral race in majority Hispanic McAllen, mm. Texas. McAllen is where they expanded the, the detention center. And yep. They got the kids sleeping in dirt. Big issues. So yeah. I, if you look at South Texas, if you look at Miami, dude, remember uh, uh, during the 2020 election, there was a safe blue district in Miami flipped red. Yeah. That, yeah. Was, that was crazy. It's because... What, what did this guy say? He said something about communism was being bad. I don't know. Maybe it wasn't this guy. But the, these areas like South Texas, majority Hispanic, they do not like illegal immigration. And I have to imagine because a lot of these hardworking Americans, people who came here legally, are working. And they're seeing is, what's happening. I think this is correct. I actually had a friend who came from Chihuahua. And she told me that her parents told her that she was going to do it legally so that people would respect her. She did not like illegal immigrants. She's like, they just come here. It's easy for them. They get everything they want. I worked so hard, and they're just taking advantage of this system. And it's it's literally the system I'm now paying into. It's yeah. not there. I would imagine. Ooh, ooh. I don't know for sure, but like, if you're in a big city, the illegal immigrants that are there are already kind of assimilated. Like, they have jobs, sort of. But the ones on the border are like random people that just got over here. Maybe don't even have any intention of going to a city right. to get work. They just want to avoid the, the chaos of... South America. I don't know. Biden's been sending migrant kids in the dead of night to various states. Yeah, they, they're 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 shipping uh, these illegal immigrants into like Ohio, and then having them detained by the local police. They're like, oh, we we, we detained these these illegal these illegal immigrants, so we need the police you know in Ohio to hold them. Then once they get them, say, okay, cut them loose, and they release them directly into their community. It's spreading them out all across the country. It is the weirdest we, we, weirdest thing. Now, I have a question, though. In, in the story about Kamala and, like, the protesters, who's the racist one? Oh, it- man, that's rough. <laughs> well, well here, here's what we'd have to figure out, Tim. We need to do an analysis on the crowd and figure out how many are men and how many are women because Kamala's a woman of color. Right. If most of the people in the crowd are women to the point where we could say the crowd is represented by women, then it, it, it's kind of a, a toss-up. But if the crowd is mostly male, in fact, it doesn't even matter, right? If there's any men in the crowd then the crowd is somewhat male, so Kamala has to be the victim here, no? Based on you've the rules a, of intersectionality? You've got math planned for this. Exactly. I know <laughs> what's up. Dude. Yeah, so no, no but, but I racist. guess the, the serious question is, like, I think one of the reasons you're not going to see this story prominently on the left is just that it makes no sense for the narrative. Mm-hmm. Like a third-world country, or however they would describe it, minority country, saying they like Trump better? Uh-oh. McAllen, yeah. Texas, they flip, they flip Republican. 
South Texas district, Miami, flip Trump, flip Trump, Guatemala. We like Trump better. Yeah. I'm not saying everybody in Guatemala likes Trump better, but it's, it's, he's going to run there. He's like, go to Guatemala, I'll become president. <laughs> you love then he me? becomes president of Guatemala, just takes over the United States. What? Because I, I could do it. I get the job done. I know a lot if of anyone people. could, it's him. He, he just 100% approval in Guatemala and then annexes the he neighboring exactly countries. Starts until annexing he, neighboring countries until he gets to the United States. There you go. <laughs> I, would yeah, say, no. I, I could see Trump just going for it right from Guatemala. He's like, we're going to war. We're going to take America. <laughs> I don't, I don't know uh, uh, what the average worker is supposed to think about this kind of, uh, this kind of thing. I, I love that uh, people around the world are, are invested in the politics of the United States to the point where they're going to complain. I mean, that's, that's awesome to me. This is yeah. global. This is way beyond I mean, kind US of. Borders. I kind of like when people aren't that invested in our politics and don't comment on it, if I'm completely honest. Yeah. Those like, days why, are why, done. Why, know, why, but why is it that so many places around the world are obsessed with America? I think because of Hollywood. They hate us because they ain't us. Man. Um, <laughs> we, we got like the cultural yeah. hub of the world in Hollywood. We have the fiscal, um, not really the kind of the fiscal hub of the world with the U.S. Federal Reserve and the U.S. dollar. This kind of the, the Bank of England. I mean, the, we have the federal, we have the, the world reserve currency. The for Swiss sure. Bank. It's kind of coming out of Switzerland, but oh, we're like oh. the spearhead. So the world looks at us as like the financial centerpiece and the cultural centerpiece. For Not sure. us necessarily, but this country. I think it's you, movies. It, exactly. When, when you look time. at what when you look at what Hollywood is churning out, I get why the world hates us. It's I like you understand. I don't even think it's our foreign policy. I really think it's Hollywood. I'm being facetious here. But. No, no, no. It, it's like in that Vox article from uh, I think it was like a year ago or two years ago. Yeah, I think it was two years ago now. Where they they asked one of the migrants in the caravan why they were coming to America, and the guy said, "I miss Buffalo Wild Wings." Yeah. I'm like. Buff- Buffalo Wild Wings is like there's a bunch in Mexico, you know, like the these restaurant. people. Yeah, the restaurant. I mean, I love B Dubs too. Maybe it's just not as good there though. Can't remember the last time I went oh, to B Dubs. Oh, B Dubs is B W threes is Buffalo Wild Wings. Buffalo Wild Wings. I didn't know that's what B W stood for. B Dubs. Yeah, B W threes. Isn't that what, what, what is it? That was a B W. That was the B Dub restaurant in Ohio. Like what? I don't know. They just called it B W threes. It was in Ohio. B Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, it's only double W's. Yeah, B Dubs. Come on, bro. B-dubs. You never had Buffalo B-dubs? Wild Wings. You, yeah, you, you never had Buffalo Wild Wings? I don't think oh, you're yeah. talking about the same thing. Or you're talking yeah, about Buffalo sauce, which is Frank's Red Hot. And that's what? like the secret ingredient in Buffalo Speaking Wild sauce is Frank's Red Hot. Anyway, <laughs> dude. Yeah. You're talking about a restaurant. <laughs> yes, I'm talking about these people who are walking through Mexico. And the reporter is like, why are you walk? Why, why won't you stay in Mexico? And the guy's like, I miss Buffalo Wild Wings. And I'm like, dude, it's right there in Mexico City. I went there. No, no joke. I went to the Mexico City Buffalo Wild Wings. It was great. It's wonderful. I mean, this is like me Boneless missing wings, Portillo's. Like, why are you going back to Chicago? I've missed Portillo's. That's I mean, I, 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 I didn't go to Chicago for that. But you I order know. it. You ordered it, man. It's fantastic. It's true. That's why I come right. here. Someone, right. someone in the audience asked if I was kidnapped. Actually, Tim just has Portillo's. No, um, but I think when it comes to these migrants, they're, they're watching American TV commercials, movies, and so their whole perception of reality is based upon American cities and stuff. And you, you see, like, I mean? YouTubers. Well, I mean, this is also a great place to live. It is it's awesome. In many ways, I mean, it's it's going downhill, unfortunately, especially with the kind of thing, the kinds of things we've been tolerating over the past year and a half, uh, particularly. Though those are probably more of a symptom of the issues we've been tolerating for much longer than that. But yeah, America's a great place. It's okay, to yeah, go we got beat up sometimes. Yeah. We got Buffalo right. Wild Wings. That's why people all are over here. It's like uh, going sledding. Yeah, we're going downhill. How many times oh do we gosh. say Buffalo Wild Wings so far? I don't know. They <laughs> should be paying I'm, I'm, you. I'm supposed right. to say it five times. <laughs> We're just wasting. Have, have you guys to name been, it five times. Been the Quaker Steak and Lube on the, Dude, we the border been, of Ohio and this Pennsylvania. Is, this is what Best wings place in the world. 
or in the United States. What? Tim's I don't know. I think that's true. You they got hundred like sauces. Get sponsorship deals with all sorts of food places where we'll be discussing <laughs> something political, and then Ian turns it over to some kind of food, and we have to explain mm-hmm. a restaurant to him. Yeah, <laughs> like that will be eating. that'll Could be just you, a brilliant marketing scene because people will think it's authentic. Yeah, it would be funny if we actually had just like fifty sponsors per show, and uh, we've got this this big story from NBC News. Supreme Court unanimously rules against immigrants with temporary status. Man, that's uh, almost as shocking as the delicious flavor of the Popeye's chicken sandwich. Mm. Popeye, I'm just kidding. I honestly couldn't this believe is, it when I tasted it. it crispy was, skin. This is a throwback joke for this the people unanimous. watching who have no idea what's happening. Uh, no, but let's let's jump to the story. Just uh, this is nine to zero. This is crazy. Uh, Supreme Court unanimously rules against immigrants if they enter the country illegally. And they have temporary protected status. They cannot get green cards. Hmm. I just here's what I love about this, and I appreciate it that it says in, in this. It's, it's just kind of a funny headline that it says the Supreme Court unanimously rules against immigrants with temporary status, and then right below, okay, like illegal immigrants, and then at the very, very, very bottom of the article in the last paragraph. Monday's decision does not affect immigrants with TPS who initially entered the U.S. legally. It's like. So it's okay. so the, the the headline literally is immigrants, but this is what they're doing. Exactly. They're 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 uh, they've been consistently conflating yes. illegal immigrants with immigrants for years. Yeah, for years. Why? Because it's an easier it's an easy way to win the discussion. Like, who wants to say they're against immigrants? It's much easier to say you're against illegal immigration. You don't I, like when people break the rules and they come into your country, despite the fact that your nation has set up certain parameters for someone entering, so that we can monitor who's coming in, and they've decided to disobey those rules. Like, right. that, that's reasonable. How could you disagree with that? But if you say that those people are just mean haters who don't like immigration in general, so it keeps dumb people in check. Because yeah, anybody, anybody who actually can, discussion. Yeah. anyone who can actually read this and discern what's happening knows they're not talking about immigrants who enter the country illegally, and mm-hmm. they're not talking about refugees. That's a big difference: is a refugee and an illegal immigrant. If someone's fleeing hostility, we have a, a duty to take them in. I think you know most people do. There's um, limits. Yeah, within yeah. limitations so you don't destroy your own system. But Exactly. Illegal immigration is not is not that. Well, and, and, and this is the point, right? Yes, we should be helping people who need our help, but the well-being of the people already living in the country needs to be taken into account. There has to be some kind of balancing act. But if you support unrestricted illegal immigration, what you're saying is that balancing act doesn't matter. As many people can flood this country as want to without there being any oversight. And if you disagree with that, you're a hater. And the way they convince people of that is by framing it as a discussion of people who are pro-immigrant or anti-immigrant rather than people who are pro-illegal immigration and pro-following the law. Bro, there is there is a, a chaotic, destructive entity hacking away at the roots of this nation and it's it's hard to even say that we remain a nation. I know a lot of people on the left will immediately they, they attack this idea. If you come out and you say that we are at risk of not being a country anymore, the left will immediately start attacking you. Why? It's true. It's a vulnerable vulnerable spot for them. Let's think about a few things. The Democrats in the debate stage in last year and in the, in, the, in the year prior in the, in the election cycle raised their hand to give taxpayer funded yeah. medical care to non citizens. California has actually done it. You've got. Democratic uh, interests and media conflating illegal immigration with legal immigration. Why? Because they they want it. Mm-hmm. You've got the same ideology, this woke group, literally rewriting American history, the 1619 Project. Yep. Now it's being resisted. But when you, like we mentioned this last week, but when you've got people rewriting history and teaching it in schools, a re- re- totally revised American history. Now Washington State, this this was uh, Jason Rance reported this, is mandating critical race theory. 
So you know they're teaching kids fake American history. What's going to happen? These kids are going to grow up and they're going to be like, America was founded in 1619 as a slaveocracy. And you're going to be like, that's made up. We know it's made up. We actually had debunkers and news. It doesn't matter. They teach it to the kids. 20 years from now, they'll say, I know what's true. You're lying. That's my reality. So now the history of this country is, is under attack. The embassies are flying flags of that ideology. The people who are pushing that ideology and politically are trying to flood the country. They're, they're saying illegal immigration and immigration are the exact same thing. Legal immigration is fantastic. I think it's great. We get a lot of high-skilled work. We, we, we basically, when we have legal immigration, in many instances, I was reading this, this uh, story about it. There's like a, a, a good portion of those who immigrate legally are high-skilled workers, and then a good portion are low-skilled workers. But the high-skilled workers are bringing their innovation, their technology, their resources and ideas into the U.S. It's great for us. Illegal immigration, not so much. It's bad for everybody. It creates a massive supply of, of, of a workforce at the lower level making work. So you, you, you have a massive supply and limited demand for low-skilled labor, making it more difficult for people in America. Overall, it's just very bad for lower income individuals. They're, they're conflating these things. They're claiming that, you know, the right are the ones destroying democracy that are attacking, attacking democracy. If this keeps going this direction, and I think it likely will because Republicans don't do anything about it. Republicans yeah. engage in the conversation the Democrats decide they do. Then in 20 years, there will not be a United States as we know it. The history is going to be 1619 and there's going to be a complete shift in, in, in demographics in every different place, especially with Biden you know, shuffling immigrant children, uh, mig- uh, illegal immigrant children all across the country, it is going to erode at our civic institutions. And I think this is one of the big reasons Democrats keep saying democracy and why they've been saying it for a long time. We're not a democracy. We've never been a democracy. We have democratic institutions like our elect- electoral process, but we are a constitutional republic. Democracy makes it easier to subvert the will of, you know, of the citizens. So now we're going to be entering a period where yeah, your money is going to get stripped away from you. Joe Biden is is putting an invisible tax on the working class and the lower class in a variety of ways, and it continues to just eat away at the United States. And what's going to be done about it? I mean, there's a resistance, but a resistance is not a reversal. So we we can talk about this. We can vote for certain poli- for certain individuals, but in the end, you get Republicans who agree with the framing from the Democrats, agree with them in the long run. And in 10 years, the Republicans will complete, be, be completely aligned with, the, with where the Democrats are today. And the Democrats will move continually in this other direction until what? Yeah, I mean, the entire no nation vote? falls apart. And I've said that, I hope I'm not starting to sound like a broken record on these points, but I've said this in the past. Uh, I mean, leftism is just social decay transformed into an ideological system of thought. And so it almost seems inevitable. But on the other hand, I think we can turn this around. I think you're absolutely right that all Republicans or conservatives are trying to do is resist instead of putting forward an ideology of their own. And that's a huge part of why they're losing. And I'll sound like a broken record again, but this is also why I believe like fundamentally conservatism has to be rooted in Catholicism. You have to have values that you're forwarding. You can't just say X, Y, and Z that the left is trying to do are bad, but we're not going to give you a coherent system of thought that should replace that or which is undergird or uh, excuse me undergirding our present system that we should stick to yeah republicans are against things democrats are for things yeah yeah exactly exactly and if and if that's the case then you're gonna get a bunch of leftists saying we want this and republicans saying slow down mm-hmm. and that's it and then eventually they get what they want now if, if, i think the trump era trump supporters want things mm-hmm. and they're demanding exactly them. and so that was a problem for the left i guess the issue is if you live in the blue-pilled reality of the Democrats, you know, the Republicans are smart, snarling demons who have ultimate power and everything's their fault when they could barely get anything done. 
the left frames everything. The Democrats frame everything as if we don't get what we want, Republicans are evil. The Republicans aren't even asking for anything. So it's basically them saying, we've got a bunch of what we want. We want more. What? The Republicans are evil for not giving us more of what we want. Yeah, exactly. There is, there is no pushback for the most part from the Republican Party, except for these new, these new Trump Republicans, Trump himself. That was a problem for all of us and the Democrats because the Democrats are obstinate. They will not stop. They will not shut up. They will not back down. Finally, you get Republicans willing to fight back. And then it's an unstoppable force and an immovable object. Eventually, it's just there's going to be a, a fracturing of the United States. I wonder if this ultimately is just uh, where it comes from. Is it a, a psychological operation? Are we under attack? Are we being manipulated? You know what I mean? Yeah. We, 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 I'm not sure. I don't, I don't think Probably. that it's uh, – I keep thinking about the Roman Empire. Um, when they – it seems like things are so stable here, but then it also seems like we kind of don't have a culture in the United States. We've got like so many cultures that it's like, how do you pinpoint what we are as a nation? We have the Constitution. That's very basic. In the Roman Empire, people would migrate in, and it was very dangerous when people would come in because what would happen is they'd migrate in, nothing would happen, then their friends and family would come migrate in, and then all of a sudden you'd have like 100,000 people in a city from another country, and they'd overthrow the mayor and take control of the city. Yeah. And then the state the surrounding lands. So that is very real with immigration. That's why you have to be careful about your borders and about letting too many people of different cultures that don't value the constitution, the government mm -hmm. necessarily. Well, can, yeah. can you imagine if like 170,000 people poured over the border of a country and then the president of that country released a video welcoming people and thanking them for choosing his country? Why did Biden do that? That it? literally happened in March at the end of March. Yeah. Wow. In March, 170,000 people it was a 15 year high in terms of people spilling over the border. And Biden released a video. Granted, it was for uh, people who are being naturalized as citizens. But what he says is, thank you for choosing America. It takes a lot of courage to cross over that border and come to this nation, et cetera. So it's just setting us up for destruction, ultimately. Very yeah, sad. And I, it, would be, it would be one thing if he was saying that to people, because he, he, he was speaking to people who are becoming citizens. But the problem is when you release that kind of messaging at a time when the left is insistent upon conflating immigration and illegal immigration, you are basically giving the okay to everyone who wants to come into this country illegally to do so. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code POD. That's ShipStation.com with the code POD. With this mixed messaging that they've been giving now is like, if you're here, we're going we're gonna to say it's okay, mm -hmm. but don't come. It's basically like saying, but if you get here and no one knows, then yep. we're going to treat you like you're fine. Exactly. So that's insane. It's insane. It's, a, it's right, completely insane. Unless it is their intention to get as many people here as possible and then naturalize them and then build a loyalty and a relationship between those people and their political party so that they win forever. I'm not entirely then convinced that sense. would happen. Maybe uh, it wouldn't, and I hope it wouldn't. But I think that if there is a plan, that's it. Look at uh, uh, South Texas. McAllen, mm -hmm. we were talking about this. I mean, Hispanic areas flipped. They're going Republican. I, and I think that's fantastic. And there, there are many conservatives who <clears throat> predicted that that kind of thing would happen because I think Mexican people tend to be more socially conservative, and that's where most immigrants are coming from. But that's definitely not something the left has been banking on. Yeah. The left has sort of assumed that they own immigrants in immigration, and they tend to believe that they can depend upon virtually every minority group to support them. I'm just... Uh... 
Man, I'm, I'm, I, I don't know if I have confidence in uh, the current opposition to what the Democrats and left have been doing to believe that we are headed down a path where we can preserve our values, free speech, I th- uh, for one, and um, the right to bear arms, obviously, but more just like uh, our moral framework and our, uh, our, our, our values as a nation. Yeah. When you get a bunch of people who aren't from here who come in, it's mostly just about a nice place to live. It's not about the values of the country. That's why when you take the, the citizenship test, they ask you, you have to learn the history of the country. They want to, you to know and respect this country and, and what it represents, who the presidents were and things like that. When people come here illegally, they don't know or care about any of that. They're just coming and saying, here's my chance, you know, to, to, to get some resources. Mm-hmm. Now, the left's response is usually like, oh, it's no big deal. You won't even notice. And it's just absurd to think that there's not going to be an impact. You mean to tell me that when it comes to climate change, you know, all of these farting cows and all of these individuals using ele- electricity and air conditioning, it's extremely bad. You mean, you, you mean to tell me that the individual has an impact on, on, on climate change, but the individual coming in here illegally doesn't have an Im- impact on our economy? How about we frame it that way, right? The United States produces more carbon emissions than a bunch of other countries. So the last thing we want is more Americans, right? No, I guess they're, they're fine with that. They just want to transform the economy as well. So what do you, what do you mean to tell me? You're, you're going to invite 170,000 people in in one month, but then also take away their means of actually maintaining themselves through the economy. They can't use electricity. They can't produce carbon. Then all you're doing is encouraging them to go on these long and dangerous journeys. Then once they get here, you make them do surf labor in exchange for, for nothing but limited access to resources. Meanwhile, the ultra rich are allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah, exactly. You're kind of building a, an underclass. And there's a few things you said there which I'd like to dive into. When you're talking about immigration, it's sort of the distinction between illegal immigration and legal immigration. There are a number of people who have made the criticisms that, well, you know, a lot of conservatives say that they're in favor of immigration, but they're against illegal immigration, but that's incoherent because then they should be uh, okay with us allowing anyone into this country as long as we make them a naturalized citizen through some kind of process. But the entire purpose of having an immigration system is, as I said earlier, oversight. And so I think what we need to be doing in terms of our messaging isn't just saying we are against illegal immigration. We have to be talking about the immigration system which we want to build or the one which was supposed to be here, which we would like to maintain. And that is one which says if somebody wants to come here, as you've stated, they have to prove to us that they are interested in promoting our values. Did you know that John Stewart once uh, a few years ago, six years ago or seven years ago, advocated for the draft? Whoa. John no. Stewart yes, said we must work. bring back the, no, he said the draft. I think he said like draft people into doing volunteer work though. Well, he said for the greater good of the he, country. Yes, he said the draft, and he said, but ah. it could be. You know what? You know what? He, he, he I could simplify his entire quote <laughs> down to a very simple sentence: service guarantees citizenship. Oh, John Stewart endorsed. He didn't say that though. Okay, but that was basically what he was saying. It would, it would give people a skin in the game, a stake. I agree. But I agree with John Stewart mm. about his statements on the draft. But here's here's where it gets complicated. Service guarantees citizenship. The problem is, I mean, there is already a kind of service which is taking place. When people come into this country, they're doing jobs, not that Americans aren't willing to do, but that Americans aren't willing to do as inexpensively as they will do them. And so they're already providing a service. But the problem is, at some point, you oversaturate the market and make life more difficult for people who are already here. So that's why I would be a bit apprehensive about that. Even if they are coming here and providing some kind of service, at some point we still reach a limit where there are too many people, and no matter how badly someone wants to come here and serve, we just can't let them. Could you imagine if the U.S. said, like, literally anybody, serve two years in the armed forces as, like, frontline infantry and you'll get citizenship? Oh, my goodness. That's, the US, like, that's Roman style, yeah. Yeah, the U.S. would have, like, a million ground <laughs> troops every year added to their ranks. 
So they don't do it exactly like that. It would be that's a pretty evil thing, in my opinion. Well, yeah, and it would also I would imagine you mentioned the Romans at this, but I would imagine that would be a really horrible military strategy because you have a bunch of people who aren't committed to the ideas of your nation and don't necessarily have any loyalty to it. And now they're on the front lines of your military. Yeah, but those people could be completely anti-America and they could just be infiltrating your armed forces. But it's a it's the Zap Brannigan strategy. You know, (laughs) if we get into a full scale conflict with another nation and you you can just send wave after wave of your own. Yeah, very evil. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I, I th- think about the – so I, I, the reason I brought that up is I'm thinking about the erosion of the United States and what this means moving forward. And here's what freaks me out, right? We got this story here. This one – oof, from Forbes. Hmm. Anticipating war with China, the U.S. Oh, Air man. Force is fanning out across the Pacific. So the U.S. Air Force is concerned – that Chinese, a Chinese rocket attack would wipe out two of our most prominent Air Force bases. So we are dispatching all of these different squadrons to different airports and different islands all across the Pacific. So we have rapid response. We've decentralized so they can't just take us out. This gets, this gets me worried because we have another story here. I covered this last week, June 1st. Pentagon eyes new bombs for war with China, not ISIS. The Pentagon's been shifting up its strategy. No longer are we engaging in preparations for war in the Middle East. You know, there's a report saying we're like halfway out of Afghanistan, and now the bombs they're buying are for Pacific warfare and not Middle Eastern warfare, and it could just be we're all done, Middle East is over, we got enough oil, we've built enough nation, we're out. And because of that, well, we might as well buy bombs for Pacific because that's a bigger threat, right? Or it could be that we're actually gearing up towards a war with China. Now, now here's what freaks me out. The U.S. is in, is, is in chaos, man. I mean, maybe we're not. Maybe it's all an illusion, but come on. You look at news, they're screaming out insurrection. Anderson Cooper claiming January 6th was worse, the worst political attack on the U.S. since the Civil War. And I'm like, I seem to recall John F. Kennedy getting his head blown off, but yeah. okay, dude, whatever you say, that's, it's, that's insanity. What happens right now if China moves in on Taiwan and the U.S. can do nothing to stop it? There it is. I mean, we have to stand by. There's no way. I don't think I would ever authorize arms against China to defend like Taiwan. That. Not unless it was our soil or like an ally or something. I, hear, I mean, this is I mean, they're line. an ally. They are an ally. <clears throat> so this is where things get bad because if China does move to Taiwan and there's serious fear in the U.S. that they they are planning an invasion. I mean, we see the beaching drills. There's photos of it, and uh, their their planes are flying over the Taiwan Strait. They're sending strike groups through the Strait of Taiwan. It's not just about Taiwan. It's about China's incursions into the South China Sea. It's about their military bases, their expansion, their violation of certain international conventions. So the fear I have is the U.S. is clearly preparing for war. China, they've been gearing up for some time. This is a more direct announcement. What this says to me is, do you think the U.S. military just decided right now that they're worried about war with China? Do you think it was just like today? They're like, hey, oh, there might be war with China. Let's move our planes. Or is it more likely... They got intelligence classified about a potential war with China, made a bunch of crazy economic moves behind the scenes, and then made the public moves everyone can see. Could be. China also said, I think I heard from you, that China was like threatened nuclear war if we tried to investigate. investigate yeah. Well, in, in response to Biden's call for an investigation into COVID, the head of Global Times said, we need to start building more nuclear bombs and a shiver down the spine of the, the American elite. Okay, yeah, that's, I think, Which is another way of fun. saying <laughs> we are innocent and didn't do anything <laughs> <That's right>. wrong. <laughs> and obviously the incursions, the Hong Kong, the way they treated the, yeah. the yep. uh, protesters in Hong Kong was, was drastic. 
uh, I think Taiwan I, fear. I think we're in trouble, man. Oh, 100%. Joe Biden didn't commemorate D-Day. Mm. Really? Why not? I don't know. Hmm. I don't. I, I. I don't. I look. Here, here's one of the issues. He probably I don't, didn't know what day it was. Oh, that's for good. sure. That's not even that's a joke. No, I know. I know. I'm day or I, 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 don't I was remember. kidding because obviously people in his administration would know and make some kind of announcement. Tell him to do it. Yeah. Hey, or tweet for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now here's one of the problems. I don't know every year, every tweet that's ever been sent out or every statement's ever been made about D-Day. It could just be that now we're in this deeply tribal political realm. Mm-hmm. Conservatives noticed Biden didn't do this, brought it up, and then everyone's like, hey, yeah, yeah, why didn't you? And it's like, well, I don't know, maybe Jimmy Carter didn't, I don't know. Or maybe he still should have regardless. He didn't, and a lot of other people did. Maybe Kamala Harris saying enjoy the long weekend is also an alarming statement. Yeah. Maybe Kamala Harris refusing, Harris refusing to go to the border is also kind of alarming, and it makes me feel like our current administration is not invested in this country. I feel like we have an administration that in a normal timeline shouldn't have have won, but we aren't in a normal timeline. What I, what I mean by this is normally you get an, a strong administration that wants to win, that wants a policy, that wants to put things forward and make these demands. Well, that was Trump's administration. Man, did he want some crazy stuff, a big, beautiful wall from sea to shining sea, yeah. 30 feet concrete. He had plans. He wanted things. Biden, his, his whole campaign was that he was not Trump. So what happens? People really didn't like Trump. A lot of things happen. We'll see what happens with his Maricopa stuff. Joe Biden ends up, uh, you know, getting 81 million votes. He wins the election with no plan. No one voted for anything. They just didn't want Trump. Now we have an administration that clearly doesn't care. So I want to say a normal timeline. They weren't proposing anything substantive other than Joe Biden was hiding the whole time. He was just like hiding in the basement. Everyone's like, where's Biden? Oh, call the call. You know, he's what, the lid. Yeah. Calling the lid. Yeah. No press. <laughs> So this is what you get. Now we're, 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 we're facing the very serious prospect of war with China. Our military seems to think so. And what can we expect in the event that war actually breaks out? My fear is that war will come to us no matter what we do. And this is a fear that a lot of people have in government. And it leads to very pro-war sentiment, which I disagree with. But yeah. the world is not so black and white. You can't just be like, I'm against war, so we, therefore I will never go to war. And it's like, then you get wiped out. No, I mean, I understand that I'm, I'm very anti-war. The number of wars that I would be willing to support, um, let's just say it's, it's an extremely narrow subset. That said, this is a really complicated situation. I'm not going to sit here and, and automatically say there's nothing that could ever justify that. I very much do not want to see war with China. But this is an, an extremely complicated situation. And uh, let's talk. It's one, yeah. Conspiracies. Oh, no. Uh-oh. Well, th- this is also, I mean, obviously we should do everything we possibly can to avoid that war if at all possible i'm not coming down on one side or the other i'm being the milk toast fence sitter here but it's also because i just i I haven't um most of my interest in foreign policy has been directed towards the middle east because that's where the united states has been screwing around for the past two decades but uh, when it comes to china i guess i I just hadn't really considered that it was uh, a realistic possibility until very recently so you oppose war with china what you oppose war with china uh, yeah, I would like not to go to war with right. China, but also I have no idea. I mean, there could be reasons that someone brings to my oh, attention. Yeah, I'm not dogmatic just, on this Just wanted point. to clarify. Yeah. Okay. So my, my position is, you know, I don't want to go, with, go to war with China, but the war may come to us either That's way. That's my point, yes. So I'm, I'm, I'm a bit more in the middle than you. That means, Ian, you have to take the pro-war with China I'm, position. I'm obsessed I'm kidding. with it. I'm kidding. Yeah, okay. I, well, Ian's always telling me. Oh, I wake up in the middle of the night. I'm sweating right now. Dude, every war. single day, every single day, I see Ian sitting on the couch just cleaning his AR. He's like, we're getting ready. We're getting ready. You're, you're all laughing at he, me now. He, but just he wait. knits he knits wool Chinese flags. 
<laughs> and then he yeah. brings him out and he puts him on the archery board. And he... <laughs> oh my god! No, I'm kidding. But uh, no, let's talk about uh, uh, conspiracies. It's not not really a conspiracy. Conspiracy. It's a weird word. Conspiracy. But right? It, can yeah. I ask you something? Yeah. With what do you? So what do you think would have to happen? Um, to justify a war with China from your perspective? Or, or what do you think would put you over the edge where you would say, like, we, we have no choice? I don't know, man. I mean, usually it's like China beaching on Californ- in California. Yeah, like, that, that's kind of what I'm saying. Like, if they start like, to invade and there's nothing else we can do, but... yeah, But it's more than that. Like, if, if, we, if we sit back, and this is, a, this is a really tough philosophical question... And just let them do whatever exactly, they want. Exactly. Exactly. Make them I get totally stronger get that, and stronger. Dude. So it's yeah. like you sit back and you're like, China's building a new GPS system to rival the U.S.'s because we have the main GPS system used by everybody. They're going to become militaristically independent. They're, show, they're, they're taking in more imports than exports. They're doing beaching drills for Taiwan. They're trying to seize the South China Sea. They're sinking Vietnamese fishing boats. They're building military bases in violation of international conventions. And they just keep doing it. What happens if we do nothing? No, they'll keep doing it. And then eventually, once all our allies are crushed and our resources are limited, then they land their boats on our beaches and we say, well, the one thing we got going for us, we got a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah, exactly. You know, we are a nation mm-hmm. armed to the teeth, so they yeah. will never. I don't think it's possible to conquer America. No. I, I just don't think it's physically. Like, you could literally. You could conquer California. Yeah. <laughs> like, everywhere no, else, it'd be really hard. No, I, I don't. I mean, I'm being facetious. It would be difficult to take any scrap of land on this country. On this, yeah, continent. yeah. Like you would, you would have, you you would have Confederate flag waving, you know, re, uh, re- Republicans from the the you know, I don't want to say deep south, but the, I don't know, because it's not really running over to California. The Californians would be like, no, you need to leave. No, like we'd rather have the Chinese here. <laughs> than no, you. no, no. There, there would there would be soy boys cowering with their you know purple mohawk, going like they're shooting at me, and it's like, don't worry, you're American. <laughs> I may not like you at all. But we're being invaded. So, no, like, you'll get the staunchest conservatives waving, you know, Confederate flags, sure. Trump flags, sure. running into battle and defending the California Multiple soy boys. Being on. But so, so th- there, there's the really, really serious problem about war with China. It's really easy to be like, I'm anti-war. Exactly. It, it, it is. Now, that's easy to say when we're talking about Syria and the Middle East. Oh, I get it. You want to build an oil pipeline. What did Biden do? Biden just approved Russia to build the pipeline anyway. So that is the talk conspiracies, okay? Mm. Oh, no. I've been trying to. I've been trying. You guys won't yeah, let me. You do want it. to take it? I always, every single day, Tim uh, just just sends me these articles, and I have to send him Snopes fact. Every every time, Tim, it's not true. I have <laughs> brought Seamus like fifteen gay frogs, and he keeps telling me to shut up. I, Tim, looked up I just in you the don't. Window. That frog is it's expressing itself a certain way that doesn't <laughs> no, 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 have no, no, anything no, no. to do with the chemicals in the Let's, water or anything to do with that frog's orientation. Here, here's here's what I mean. By, I don't mean like conspiracies. I say that because. It's funny how they've turned that word into something I that know. means like false story. Weaponized. So what? It. Like like when when people talk about flat Earth, like it's a conspiracy theory. No, 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 no. That's if you believe in stupid things, that's just you believing in stupid <laughs> things. But let me say this: last year, the economy's locked down. What happened? A bunch of people in our major our, our major urban hubs moved, and they moved to random places. We can't like they didn't all the, the half a million people who left New York. They didn't just move from like New York to like Pittsburgh. It's no, like they spread all over the place. Now, these are the people of means. These are heads of industry. These are wealthy individuals who command economics, who command the economy in this country. They decentralized. What else happened? We realized we couldn't manufacture things. We had no capability. We tried shoring up our manufacturing. Now we have a bipartisan bill. Democrats, Republicans agree. We need $250 billion towards industry in the United States. I think about these things, the decentralization of our, our, our economy, the moving out of cities. 
I mean, that's really oh. fortunate for us. Should we enter war with China? Buying guns. If, if, if buying yeah. guns like Lots crazy. Of firearms. The nice. riots made people buy Dude. guns like crazy. Yeah. If a nuke dropped on New York last year, the beginning of last year, it would wipe out tons of heads of industry. It would destroy our economy. The pandemic resulted in a decentralization. So I don't really mean conspiracy. I'm just saying how fortuitous for us in the event a war breaks out, these things happened. We got more people armed to the teeth in, in cities, in California. More people have left big cities and moved out to suburbs and moved out to rural areas. And they're working remote. All these things are really good news for a country about to go to war. You know, the downside of working remote is you're, you're at the whim of the electric grid, which could be a problem if that gets knocked out. But other than that, I think you're right Man, a on. big push to get off fossil fuels, you know, mm. and to get solar energy and renewables. And th- so this is something I've been telling myself. Maybe it's just to cope because I'm very sad. But ammo has been ridiculously expensive for the past year and a half. And right. anyone who has any interest in firearms knows that. And when I see the prices, I get very sad. When I see the empty shelves, I'm sad. But what that means is that more Americans than ever before have ammunition. I mean, the reason the demand skyrocketed is because everyone went out and bought ammo, and that means the American public is now significantly better armed than they were prior to COVID. And I think that's fantastic. I was buying, I think I was buying 380, and it was like a dollar a round or something insane. I'm just, I'm just, that's insane, man. I wonder what it's at now. I mean, ammo, you know, I've been talking about like a good investment, and everyone's like, you gotta buy this, you gotta buy that. I'm like, you know, I thought about it. And what, I, what I said, uh, I've been saying for a while, think about the most common household item that's the hardest to produce. And that's probably a good investment. Mm-hmm. Because in, in, in a, when, if, assuming there's like a major crisis or a war or something, otherwise, if the economy is going to keep on keeping on the way it is without ups and downs and you know quantitative easing, yeah, well, then you've got your standard gold, Bitcoin, whatever. But I'm talking about in the event of a war or some, some kind of conflict or crisis, what's a good investment? And so I think, you know, like mouthwash, really, mm. really good. You can use it antiseptic. You know, you can use it to clean your mouth really great because you don't want to get, you know, infected teeth or, any, or anything that can kill you, actually. Yeah. But more importantly, like if you get a cut, just it's antiseptic and use it. So alcohol works, but alcohol mm. you can't, you don't want to put in your mouth, right? So hydrogen peroxide, what's hard to produce, but iodine. really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, iodine. Bleach, chlorine, that's been... So the, these simple household chemicals that we use all the time for cleaning, for, for, for helping ourselves... Those are probably good investments, but I thought about this, like, if you're going to park your money. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. In, in anything, in, 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 in fear of some kind of conflict, what would be a good place to do it? Water? Yeah. Mm-hmm. People need water. Gasoline? Uh, gasoline doesn't stay. Yeah. It, after yeah, a while, gas gasoline. There's yeah. powder. I don't know how this would work for a large supply, but I know that there are uh, powders that you can put in gasoline to make it last yes. longer. Make it stay longer. Oh. Yeah. But um, uh, there's other fuels you can. But I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? Gold. Mm. Why? Why gold? Why, oh, we want gold. No, no. Gold is good if there's still confidence in our existing social structure. Yeah, if there's actually going to be an economy to speak of. Right. Bitcoin and gold are valuable because of a functioning economy as it stands today. Mm-hmm. Let's say we enter, uh, I don't know, you know, a walking dead apocalypse scenario. I do not believe that's going to happen. I know. 
because it, for the most part, it hasn't. I mean, countries have fallen, but they still have economies. But I, I don't but know why I, 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 th- I thought you were going in the zombie direction with that. For the no, most no. part, it hasn't. Like, no, no. I mean, like uh, you know, when, when countries and, or empires fall, yeah. people still keep working and eating, and things yeah. carry on. So, so gold makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah. Well, look what happened when the USSR fell. Right. People still actually it was crazy. People just walked into factories, took them over. But that's why I was thinking, like, you know, a gun really is a good investment. Cars depreciate. Mm-hmm. You know, a good working gun is going to go up in value if you take good care of it, and it's a decent weapon for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I mean, even um, a decent weapon. I mean, if things get really bad, any weapon's a good weapon. You know, mm-hmm. any weapon's a decent weapon. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was genuinely thinking about not the apocalypse. I'm just like, what, what's something you could buy for a couple hundred bucks, and then in a few years, it'll be, it'll go up in value. And I'm like, guns not going to go down in value. I mean, like, and, and unless they ban all guns, they won't do. Joe Biden now he wants to do a bunch of NFA things, so they want to they want to make um, like uh, uh, so right now if you do a pistol with a brace, Joe Biden was saying it's a that's a short barreled rifle. Yep. And I mean I've talked to a lot of gun people who are kind of like eh, the brace is supposed to go on your arm, I see. but people just shoulder it, which is kind of like a stock. So they want to make that NFA, which means NFA means na- it's National Firearms Act. It means you got to takes a year to get. It's like you got to go get your fingerprints, you got to go file paperwork, you got to pay two hundred bucks per item. They want to make it more difficult. In that instance. The guns actually go up in value because yep. they're harder to get. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's a good investment. But we got some big gun news. So we were just talking about, uh, for those that are just thinking, we were just talking about all of the things that have happened that have been very fortuitous for this country if a war with China were to happen. Notably, uh, people were, are moving out of cities, decentralizing the economy. People are working remote. So even when they're outside of the city, they don't need to be in the same office. That's great. If a bomb drops on New York and everyone's working there in the same building, you could wipe out a whole oil company. Now you've got everybody, not only have they moved out of the city, they're in different parts of the country and they don't even have to come into the office. That's really good for us. The other thing that happened that was really good for us in the event of war were to break out, people started buying guns like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Record number of guns and ammo being sold. And as that saying goes, I don't know if it's true, it would be impossible to invade the United States because there's a gun behind every Every blade blade of grass. Now we have this big... This big news from a couple days ago. California assault weapons ban disrespects freedom, federal judge writes. I love that. Yes. He struck it down. Good. He said, I heard about here's this. a quote. Here's a quote. Let me read. For more than three decades. This is crazy to me. Hold on. Just listen. For more than three decades, California has banned certain types of semi-automatic rifles, including AR, the AR-15, under an assault weapons ban. On Friday, a federal judge threw out the ban, ruling that it violates the Second Amendment to the United States, to the U.S. Constitution. Quote, the Second Amendment is about America's freedom, the freedom to protect oneself, family, home, and homeland. Judge Roger Benitez wrote for the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of California. California's assault weapon ban disrespects that freedom. Governor Gavin Newsom called the decision a direct threat to public safety. You get the point. Now, this guy, this judge, my understanding is that he was appointed in 2003 by Bush. I don't know if they mentioned that, but he's been here for a while. I'm just... Why right now are they saying, Californians, go buy your AR-15s? How's that work? Can can any judge at any time just look at a law and be like, I want to overthrow that? I want to. It's a lawsuit. So someone sues saying banning the AR-15 violates the Constitution. The judge said, I agree. Wow. Now, for now, there's there's going to be an appeal. So people probably shouldn't run out and try and buy weapons. But I got to say, man, when you think about what's happening in this country, what were we just joking about? China beaching into Cal- you know beaching California and running in. Now Californians can go buy AR-15s. The Second Amendment, you know, 
what, 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 the, uh, a well-regulated militia being yeah. necessary for a free state, the right of the people the to keep and bear arms state, will not be yeah. infringed? Yeah, I think— well, it's really good news for a country ty- trying to secure a free state from a foreign invasion should a war break out that they're all armed to the teeth. Uh, and now in California, after 32 years, a judge says you can go get AR-15s. I got to say, though, this is uh, – well, there's this old saying, uh, best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. Second best time is today. I don't exactly envy the people who are just getting into firearm ownership now. I'm glad that I purchased my weapons and my ammo before all of this stuff. But – I'm glad they're doing it at this point. However, it's going to be really, really difficult for them to start practicing with their weapons. It's going to be really difficult to get range time in. Ammo's so, so expensive. I don't know how any of those people are, would really become proficient in time for a war with China. Yeah, we got like Unless, a, of course, I mean, I'm sure there's some number of them who already owned guns but didn't oh, have an sure. AR. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we got like a, a laser bullet targeting uh, device that you put you put in the chamber, and then it allows you to like hit a a pad on the wall, and it tells you how accurate you are. But it doesn't have like the kick of the of the ballistic. Mm-hmm. It's just a way to train without losing ammo. So my first thought is, what are they going to try to do to get this decision overturned? What are you thinking? Well, they're going to file an appeal, right? Uh, I, I got, I, and that's it. I mean, it's going to go to the courts. It might go to the Supreme Court. I think it would be great if it does. The assault weapons ban makes zero sense. Mm. You yeah, you zero. will not find a, a human being who knows about guns, who will advocate for those laws. It's true. Because even when I take like the devil's advocate position, where I'll be talking to a Democrat or a lefty, and they're like, we got to have this assault weapons ban. My, my first point is the one I bring up all the time, the one that affects me personally. Yes. Okay. Hold on. This law, so this law is getting overturned. And they're like, this is terrible news. And I'm like, actually, it's good news. In Maryland, for instance, the M1A, which fires, I believe it's 7.62 by 5.56. Oh, I'm sorry. 7.62 by 51. Uh, it's illegal. It's an assault weapon. The SCAR 20S, which fires 308, totally legal. They're almost identical rounds. There's a higher pressure in the 308. The law makes no sense. The AR-15 that shoots the 308, legal, but the M1A is not. It's like, that just makes no well, sense. Sorry, it's also These laws don't like make- you have um, the the Mini 14 being classified, or I'm sorry, the AR-15 is classified as an assault rifle, and then the Mini weapon. 14, or an assault weapon, I apologize, and then the Mini 14 is not. And so they fire the exact same round. Both can have 30-round magazines attached they to them. They can fire the same round. Mm-hmm. They do. They're usually chambered in 5.56. Five, right, right, right. So yeah. this, what's, what's, what's insane about a lot of these arguments is that they're like, we're going to ban assault weapons. What does that mean? Is it scary? Mm-hmm. Or to make, Actually, I gone. think I, I need to double-check. The Mini-14 might usually be chambered in two two three, but not that big a difference. Well, the yeah, also but— also fires two two three. Right, yeah, right, right. You get yeah. something in 5.56, five, it'll yeah. do both. So yeah. whenever I bring up this argument— uh, and I'm seeing I'm seeing it pop up more and more. Maybe it's just because I'm paying attention. But a lot of people are pointing out uh, the reason why we use five five six. They're small. They're they're really small. Yeah. The reason we use those is so that you can carry them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is so that in war people can carry lots of them. It's not a giant round by any means. Could you imagine if people were like going to war with like sabo slugs, like massive, huge twelve gauge? They're like, we're going to use the most, the biggest, and most definitely. No, you can't carry that much. And so when they talk about hunting. It's like, you should go look at what they use for hunting. They got big, big weapons. Yeah, we can't show any of those. I know. So. I'm not going to. Well, the um, but we actually have some on the table. Do, the AR-15 yeah. is also an incredibly popular hunting weapon, too. I, I don't want to forget that because often they will say things like, you can't hunt with an AR-15 or you don't need an AR-15 what would for hunting, you use? which is ridiculous. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Especially I, I guess I've got, you know, I've got a, 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 I got a bunch of bolt-action rifles mm-hmm. um, for, you know, I, I'm not – like very well trained or anything, but it's it's described to me that less moving parts, more accurate, easier. Mm-hmm. 
versus Air 15. It's got a lot of moving parts, so that affects accuracy, but less recoil. So I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not entirely uh, sure I understand what the argument is from these people other than is a gun scary. Exactly. The AR looks scary. And also, I mean, the the AR has been used in many school shootings and many public massacres, but people don't realize it's not as if the maniacs who go do these kinds of things are using the AR because it's a particularly effective weapon for doing that kind of thing. In fact, there was one article I read which was basically hypothesizing that it's the copycat effect because the AR is not the largest. I mean, the the 5.56 is not the largest round you could get. You could probably, I mean, someone could use an AK, um, and that has a more powerful round in it generally. Uh, And they always go with ARs. Why? Well, because the media always reports that the last guy used an AR. It's it's the copycat effect. I think, uh, so the the AK uses 7.62 by 39. Yeah. I think those are are smaller than 5.56. I'm pretty sure, like, shorter. No. they're Oh, well, they're bigger. I mean, I'm pretty sure. The round is bigger, but I think they're shorter. I think I figured out why they're making uh, ARs assault rifles. Because the letters AR make people think it stands for assault yeah. rifle. People actually when think When it means that. Ar- Armalite rifle, yeah. which is yeah, the company right. that built the thing. Right, right. Yeah, right. Wow. yeah so that, that's, that's, that, that one's really obvious to a lot of people. <laughs> like, you, dude, it's not an assault rifle. And uh, there's an assault rifle, an actual one, uh, on sale over at Gunbroker. It's like $55,000. How big is it? It's a, it's an M16 selective fire rifle. So it's an actual, I, I think it's a pre-1986 when they like cool. shut down the production of these things. And uh, it's really expensive. It's really, really expensive. If you want to buy some of these NFA items, it takes a really long time. It's really hard to do. And that's and, and, and that's why it's funny when the Democrats are like, do not come and take your guns. I'm like, bro, mo- uh, like a large portion of guns are already banned. Yeah. Already, We're just going to ban a couple more, and then we'll stop. Well, so anyway, I want to go back to my point. Uh, I was talking about this thing happening in California, which is very good news. We'll see what happens if it makes it to the Supreme. If if it escalates, the federal court gets appealed, goes to the Supreme Court. We'll see what happens. But uh, it's not all good news. So I I can mention, hey, how fortuitous for us that, you know, in the event war with China breaks out, more people might have Mm -hmm. AR-15s. We do have some uh, contradictory news. We have this from BearingArms.com. DOJ issues proposed rule on pistol braces, model red flag, red flag legislation. They say two months ago, Joe Biden announced his first executive actions on gun control, promising that the DOJ and the ATF would issue proposed rules aimed at cracking down on the proliferation of home-built firearms and AR-style pistols that use stabilizing braces, which Biden and other anti-gun advocates want to declare as items subject to the National Firearms Act. The DOJ's proposed rule on so-called ghost guns was unveiled a few weeks ago. And today the DOJ released the agency's proposed rule dealing with pistol braces, along with the model red flag legislation that the administration is hoping states will adopt in the coming months. You can read the full proposed rules here. We get the point. Uh, so I'll, I'll break it down. And again, far from being an expert on this stuff, there are, there are some, there's things called AR style pistols. And so you can get them in basically like any round. They have this folding brace on the back. They call it a brace. And what you do is you, you, uh, you pull the Velcro and you can pull the bottom. You can put it over your arm because a pistol, you're supposed to fire with one hand. So the brace allows you to be stable while you're firing. However, these braces can be put up against your shoulder. You can, you can brace the firearm. Now, it's really interesting because there's a bunch of people I've been in ranges where they're like, never brace the pistol because then you're like a short belt rifle. And I'm like, but you can have a brace and put the brace up against your shoulder and it's okay. And like, People are doing this in magazine stuff. I'm like, I'm genuinely confused by like these rules. Yeah, the rules are really weird and confusing. My thing is, right now, you can go to a store and just walk in and be like, I would like to purchase that 9mm AR-style pistol with a brace. And they'll, you, they'll do your background check. 
I think for a lot of first-time buyers, you're going to get bad news. They're going to be like, we'll see you in a week. Come back, and we'll let you know if you've been approved for the weapon. Mm. So when I first started trying to buy weapons, it was like five days. Every time I wanted to buy a gun, I had to wait because they were doing a background check. And no matter where you go. And it's only recently I've been getting researched, which clears me in like 20 minutes. Oh, nice. But it is a background check. The form goes. They look up my name. They look at my social. They do a background check. They say, okay. And then I can, I can purchase this weapon. You go to a gun store, and you can just buy it. Okay, it'll it'll take you a little bit of time if you're first time if you're if you've got to, in some states if you have a concealed carry you just walk in and buy it. If they make it an NFA item, it'll take you a year to get these things, and it'll be really interesting what that means for people who already own many of them because then what you got to file a bunch of paperwork. What do you got to do, right? So this is bad news for a lot of people who have legal and in my opinion firearms that are safer, absolutely safer. So you don't want to be. And this is my opinion. Okay, I'm, I'm sure there's a lot of experts. There's a lot of opinions in the gun world. I, I, I was talking to some guy about home defense because I tweeted about shotgun versus AR-15 AR for home defense. And a lot of people are like, shotgun is a good weapon for home defense. And a lot of other people are like, that's a terrible weapon. Nobody yeah. uses it. These are for breaching doors and nothing else. And AR-15 is better. And I'm of the opinion that an AR-15 is better for a variety of reasons. First and foremost, it's a stupid argument because the AR-15 can be a bunch of different things. Mm-hmm. It can be an AR-15 pistol with 9 millimeter, and you can use yeah. like frangible or hollow point. I think that's better than uh, a, a, a shotgun. Because a lot of people don't realize, too. So I got a Remington 12-gauge, really long. And I would told a bunch of people, like, no, 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 no. You got that really long barrel in a, in a house? You're not going to be able to do anything with that. So then you think about these AR pistols. And they're more. it's going to be easier for the average person to fire accurately, which is safer, as opposed to a handgun, which I'm terrible at handguns. I, I've been improving, mind you. But uh, with the, uh, with, you know... A rifle? Yeah, it's tough. You have Carbine? points of contact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a lot easier. I got a really good advice the last time I went out to range with, with in, improving my accuracy with a rifle. Handguns, I got a, good, got a good advice, but still is difficult. Especially, imagine this. You're in your house. Somebody breaks in. Yeah, and you go for your handgun. And, and man, you better know what you're doing with that yeah. thing. And, but you, got, you have a rifle, you're better off. Now, what's going to be better for home defense? Probably an AR-style pistol with a brace. Because now you have, it's not so long, you're not going to, you know, you're going to be more accurate. You're going to be using, you could potentially use a, a less dangerous, a less powerful round. Because of these gun control laws, you, you basically, this is the craziest thing. I was talking to the guys at the gun shop. They said in Maryland, it's got to be a heavy barrel rifle. And I'm like, so you can't have a lighter, easier, lower recoil, quieter. Nope, nope, nope. Maryland banned all these things. So now you quite literally have heavier, harder to use, more dangerous weapons, which means people who aren't specialists in firearms, who just get something for home defense, might miss. That's the result of these gun control laws, not making anything safer for anybody, Mm -hmm. making everything worse. Yeah, no, exactly. And there are some laws that have been proposed I've heard um, from different people on the left to restrict people from purchasing more than like, it depends on the state, but they'll they'll set a a limit on the amount of ammunition a person should be able to purchase, and they'll argue that this would be an effective gun control measure, but the problem with that is people just don't get to the range as often, and they don't get a chance to practice with it. And then I I believe it was in New Jersey where they they, um, banned anything with a magazine capacity greater than five. Am I mistaken there? No, I think New Jersey's ten. Ten? Okay. New York. You, 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 it's like you can have at least you can have a capacity of ten, but it can only have six in it, or something like that. That's totally insane. Yeah, I mean, if you're in an emergency situation, if someone has broken into your house, 
You're going to be shaking when, yeah, well, you're going to be, also, like, people don't understand when they don't know about guns or have never fired one before that it's difficult to hit a target on your first try, and especially if your adrenaline is pumping because somebody has burst through your front door and they're trying to harm you and your family, you're probably going to miss them. Even if you do hit them, it can't take more than one hit to take a person down. It's true, it's true, but I do have some good news. None of that matters, because in most of these states that ban guns, you go to prison whether or not you hit the person <laughs> or miss. It's like someone broke in your That's house. hilarious. Off the prison with you. Good yeah. news. Yeah. Reminds me of... Uh, this like, oh, no. I, well, I just want to say, I've had people... I have had people who I know ask me, like, well, why would someone need, like, a handgun with 15 or 16 rounds in it? It's like, dude, because, first of all, if more than one person breaks into your house and you only have six rounds, like... You're already done. I'm sorry if you don't know how to use a firearm very well, if you're not very well trained. I mean, how often I, – I, man, I want to double-check this because I don't want to, to get the statistic wrong. But the majority of the time when a police officer is aiming at a target, they miss. And they train more often than most citizens do. So, they still barely train. Yeah, that's also <laughs> true. I, I have a buddy who um, was in the military, and he was a police officer, and he said that as a cop he almost never trained, which was v- really unfortunate. He was not a police officer for very long. He left. But – yeah, I don't know. If if police officers are not well-trained enough to hit targets, then you expect civilians to be able to do so with a limited amount of ammunition in their magazine. My uh, One of my favorite things you see on Twitter, you'll, you'll, you'll see these arguments that make literally no sense, yeah. and you know it's a meme because they all repeat themselves, clearly having yeah. never fact-checked it. And there's one going around where they're like, if you can't hit it in 10 rounds, you shouldn't be shooting at it. Yeah, it's And insane. I'm like... So you're saying I should hit 30 to 50 feral hogs with just 10 bullets? Mm-hmm. Also, I get it. 30 to 30 to 50 feral hogs is a meme, but uh, you, you just carry more magazines. It's the stupidest thing. They're like, you should only have 10. So there was a guy who actually, there's a sheriff. He did a video where he was like, you know, using lower capacity magazines, but more of them. And the guys, the times were negligible in between. Because when you have a handgun, you just press the release and then you put it in and you start shooting again. And then when it comes to like an AR, you pull the release and you, you put in the magazine, you start shooting again. People like these arguments about capacity size are, are, are empty platitudes from Democrats who are just trying to give something to gun control people. But I will say, if they keep gaining ground on this, eventually it'll be like bolt action or nothing. Hmm. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, whatever, man. People will say things like semi-automatics shouldn't be legal. It's like, what are you talking about? Like technically revolvers, they function as semi-automatic. Mm-hmm. You pull the trigger, it fires, and then... It spins, and you're ready to fire again. But, you know, this is the nature of arguing with people who don't know anything. What are AR-style pistols? It's like, it's, it's basically the same function mechanics of an AR-15. So is it like Armalite rifle style? Is that, or is it talking about the AR-15 style? So uh, an AR pistol, or like an AR-style pistol, I mean, same thing. It's basically an AR-15, but small. And then you're supposed to hold it with one hand and shoot like a pistol. But they put braces on it that you can put on your forearm to make it easier to shoot. But people will, you know, put it up like a stock. And you're not supposed to do that. But I guess that's the issue. Everybody does it. So that's why Biden wants to make it an NFA item. Make it so, he, so, that, so that it qualifies as a short-barreled rifle. I think they need to rebrand the AR because it sounds too much like assault rifle. No, it's irrelevant. Yeah. I mean, the AK functions similarly. Yeah. There's a bunch of different weapons you can get that are semi-automatic rifles that function. And it's just – the AR is just a, a – a, it's a good working mechanical device. So, yeah. what does AK stand for? You guys know off the top of your head? That's probably a Russian Something word. Something Kalashnikov. Yeah. Oh yeah, there you go. I'm looking it up. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, let's. Uh, how about we just do the hardest of hard segues yes. and jump to something totally unrelated? Yes. Yeah. I love hard segues. Um, that's what I'm about. No, 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 I no, think no. there is a conspiracy that the 
NSA and the CIA are all all making us more resilient in case there is a war. I think there there is that conspiracy. We're de- they're decentralizing everything. I don't know. I have no proof. I'm, they're I'm, they're I'm, letting Antifa run wild because they want to sick them on another country. They're like they want us to buy guns like crazy. Yeah, no, I hear you. I yeah, millions upon millions. Ammo shortages. Yeah, this is another thing, man. You got to just you know think. So this Someone is like hacked the ammo pipeline. While all this stuff's they... going on, there's massive government contracts for ammo and ammo, ammo shortages. Mm. Like it's just a lot of things where it's like, wow, all those things happening are really good for us if a war breaks out. Ammo shortages. I wonder why the government is buying so many bullets. Mm. Oh, they're they're dispatching the air force across the Pacific to avoid a Russian rocket attack, and they're buying bombs for Pacific theater. Uh, Really interesting that all of these things are happening, but uh, I don't think there's going to be a war, even though we are in the fourth turning and there's Thucydides' trap and constant articles saying, are we going to war with China? And now lab leak hypothesis is becoming prominent and accusations about China are getting really serious. Maybe it's maybe maybe nothing happens. Maybe this. I don't know. Maybe nothing happens. But uh, hey man, it's uh, it's it's yeah, it's it could be like a, you know? a year and a half long false flag like the Gulf of Tonkin <laughs> happened moment, in, in a day. But this, they're just like, yeah, the Antifa thing, It's uh, they just want to get us ready. I don't know about that, but I do know about this. Ooh. From the Daily Caller, Twitter suspends former Treasury official after he compared Brian Stalter to the gimp from Pulp Fiction. Whoa. This is uh, not newsworthy. <sighs> but uh, considering, you know, for those that are just tuning in like, or, or didn't watch the last segments, we were talking very, very seriously about war and gun rights. And I was like, and now we need to slam into a brick wall of nonsense. <laughs> To kind of calm down and have a good laugh at the expense of others. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <laughs> the reason I'm the reason I'm starting with this, and uh, uh, we're going to be ragging on Brian Seltzer, it's not because somebody compared him to the Gimp from Pulp Fiction, <laughs> but more so because he is being slammed. Quote: This is how state TV functions. Glenn Greenwald rips CNN's Brian Seltzer for fawning over White House's Jen Psaki. In one of the most sycophantic interviews a state of a state official you'll ever see. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, this is funny. We're going to read the GIMP story. But I want to just stress the point that Brian Stelter is the guy who completely, who, who routinely ragged on Fox as the state propaganda. It's the propaganda arm of the state. This is what state TV looks like. And then give him the opportunity and he just gives, I wouldn't even call it a softball interview. It was a wiffle ball interview. He was, he was lightly tossing wiffle balls to Jen Psaki, who then hit him straight out of the park. Well, here's what happened on the Daily Caller. They say, Internet Accountability Project founder Mike Davis and former Treasury official Will Upton were temporarily suspended from Twitter for comparing CNN anchor Brian Stelter to the character Gimp from the movie Pulp Fiction. Twitter first suspended Upton on Sunday night after he made a post that mocked the anchor. Stelter has asked uh, Stelter had asked Press Secretary Jen Psaki what she believed the media doesn't co- accurately cover about the Biden administration. Fun fact: Brian Stelter is the g- <laughs> is the Gimp from Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Upton's initial tweet read, which was followed up by a gif of the character from, 1990, from the 1994 film. Oh, so they restored it. Oh Wonderful. My. Upton was suspended <laughs> shortly after posting the tweet. 
but had his account unsuspended a few hours later after successfully appealing the suspension, the Federalist reported. Upton tweeted that he simply pointed out that comparing a public figure to a fictional movie character does not violate the terms of service, saying, LOL, this tweet got me temporarily suspended from Twitter. I appealed in one. I simply pointed out that comparing a public figure to a fictional movie character does not violate their terms of service. Shortly after Upton was unsuspended, Davis was then temporarily suspended from Twitter for defending Upton's post, according to the Federalist, citing that he had violated rules against hateful conduct on the site. You really put big tech critic W. Upton in a Twitter jail for comparing Brian Sutter to the Gimp in Pulp Fiction? I'd be very upset if I were the Gimp as well. <laughs> Bravo, good sir. <laughs> now let's talk about uh, not what we're getting. You know, I, I point this out. You know, Glenn Greenwald tears into CNN. But take a look at what's happening here. Do you see the story? Nigeria suspends Twitter after Twitter suspends its president. Mm. I'm conflicted on this one. Just take a look at how our media operates. We got major breaking news censored in this country. The Hunter Biden story. Many people were polled. Uh, this was a Rasmussen poll. Many, many people. It was the most people. Everyone agrees. Now, a lot of people were polled. And it turns out around 6% of people said that had they known about Hunter Biden, they would not have supported uh, Joe Biden, which would have been more than enough for Trump to uh, take many of the states he would have needed to win. But uh, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, they collude. They ban people. They do just enough to make sure milk toast channels like this one survive, but then get rid of anybody who's posting anything too edgy or too controversial, and they suppress it and they shut it down. Nigeria struck back. They blocked Twitter. They say the, uh, the, the country announced the move two days after the platform temporarily froze the, the Nigerian president's official account on Wednesday for allegedly violating its abusive behavior policy, quote, the federal government has suspended indefinitely the operations of the microblogging and social networking service Twitter in Nigeria, a news release from the Nigerian Minister of Information and Culture, Al-Haji Lai Mohammed's office stated. So you can see they, they announced it. In a Friday statement announcing the move, Mohammed cited the persistent use of the platform for activities that are capable of undermining Nigeria's corporate existence. As a reason for the decision, according to the press release, the Nigerian government did not provide more details on how it will carry out the suspension of tech giants operations in the country or on the activities Mohammed mentioned in a statement. An aide at the ministry told Reuters, wait and see how things will turn out. I don't know how I feel about this, right? So again, the gist of the story, Twitter has suspended, Twitter uh, uh, is suspended in Nigeria after suspending the president. I don't know how I feel about that, but I kind of think it's an important move. Mm. Um, again, I'm not sure I'd have to think through it, maybe have some arguments and, and hear some, some, some people what they think. The criticism, I suppose, is a government shutting down social media? That sounds bad. What if people are rightly criticizing that that leader as authoritarian? Or what if he's a despot? What if they're sharing real information, trying to challenge? What if it's like you criticize Kamala Harris, and then she uses the, the government to shut down social media because they don't like what's happening? The difference here, though, is that Nigeria blocked Twitter because Twitter was interfering with its politics. And that's really, really bad. So it's kind of inverted. If there's a politician saying and doing nasty things and we use social media to call them out, that's power to the people. If Twitter bans those people, it's a problem. That's what Twitter is doing. Conservatives call out malfeasance from Democrats and get banned for doing so. We just read, you criticize a CNN anchor and they suspend you? That's insane. But what happens when Twitter is interfering with your politics like they were here? What happens then when the government says we're not going to allow Twitter to operate because it's interfering in the political system? This is different. I don't know, Ian, you, you, you actually have experience moderating, so I'm curious what you think. 
Well, with mines, was where I moderated at, our terms of service were the U.S. Constitution and specifically Connecticut law where the corporation was formed. So if someone didn't violate the U.S. Constitution, U.S. law, uh, they wouldn't get banned off the site. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on this? I mean, look. I don't know. What did he get banned for? He's, he, I don't know. He tweeted something offensive, so Twitter suspends him. If he violates terms of service, then the, the company has a right to ban him, but... That legally, but I mean, it it really speaks at like how how much more powerful these corporations are than than national governments. You mean the other way around? Oh, I think the corporations has more power and influence than the government. If they want to, not necessarily, they don't have a military, but they could definitely hire, you know, Blackwater or some sort of like mercenary guard if they wanted. Twitter could. They're not called it. I I think Blackwater changed their name now. Seven times. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Bad press. I I, I don't know. What do you think, uh, Mr. Seamus? Nigeria banned Twitter because Twitter was interfering in their politics. I mean, Nigeria, oh man, there was a, a great, someone made a meme um, about this. I don't think it was Nigeria, it was another country, but Twitter was banned there. And someone's response was, well, you know what? Nigeria it acts as a private country. Twitter can make their own. <laughs> That's um, right. <laughs> so I, I have to give credit where it's due. I won't try to pass it off as my own joke. But yeah, um, I'm not sure. I guess I don't have that strong of an opinion on this one. I think that Nigeria can do what Nigeria wants to do if they want to ban Twitter. That's what if that's what fine. If, that's on that. I'm not going to say they've like violated some international law, and so we should go after them. That as a nation, they don't have an obligation to allow Twitter to offer their service in their country. What if Donald Trump was like, my tweets have been censored, so we are formally shutting down Twitter? Yeah. Would have been interesting. Yeah, I don't know. I'm curious how that would have played out if he can even have accomplished something like that given he was going to be out of office soon. I mean, the Biden administration would surely overturn something like that immediately. It is interesting because it's an American company operating in America. The the government doesn't have the power to do so. Hmm. But for Nigeria, it's a foreign corporation operating in their borders. They very well could just be like... So Twitter's learning that some countries aren't going to put up with their nonsense. Oh, poor Twitter. I think the same thing with the Florida law that they were talking about, DeSantis was going to pass, that if they... You know, ban if Twitter bans some people in Florida, but Florida's like, hey, you can't do that. The Twitter would just get banned out of Florida as well, like they just did out of Nigeria. Interesting. Or block, or yeah. block their own activity out of Florida. All I know is for uh, a, a nation to say that they don't want a foreign corporation to limit their leaders' ability to leaders' abilities to communicate with their citizens is not a bad thing. That just seems completely reasonable and straightforward. The thing is, at what point is it considered a foreign corporation anymore? Like all corporations are foreign. I yeah. don't care where their headquarters is. Right. I mean, they're they're hiding money overseas. They're putting their headquarters yeah. in like Ireland and other countries to get away from taxes. Maybe some of it's in Nigeria. You know, maybe they made a deal with one of those princes. <laughs> okay. <send> them emails. <laughs> they're gonna start putting corporations in space stations. Mm-hmm. Then, oh, we're not subject to anybody's laws. You can't do yeah, anything about it. Dude, there was this hilarious – I was reading about this. Um, there was this plan from some libertarian, I would imagine, to build this gigantic boat that would just be in international waters at all time, making this huge route around the world. And it was it was for the ultra-wealthy for them to run their businesses so that they wouldn't have to pay an income tax anywhere. <laughs> and what you said just reminded me of that. Like, imagine at some point they're going to have these space stations. Maybe that's what Elon's trying to do. He just wants to go to Mars so he can be like, look, I'm not in America. I'm not paying income tax. There's gold. just, like, one guy <laughs> just in, in, in a in a 10 by 10 <laughs> space station. And it's just, like, it's their address is one space way. Did you see, um, and he ba- lives there getting paid a lot of money he can't spend. Bezos <laughs> is retiring as CEO, and he's going to be on the first mission of Blue Origin, yeah. And he's going to be on the first manned space mission on his new is, rocket yeah. with his brother. They're going to be on. Wait, wow. what do you mean on the first manned space They're going into space. Mission. I think it's Blue Origin is the name of his company. Oh, the first manned so space mission. they're planning in June, I think it is, uh, the first <laughs> manned s- mission into space. And he's going to be on the on the rocket with his brother. 
Wow. Bezos. I'm just waiting for something interesting to happen, you know? It's like every day I wake up and I look at the news and I'm like, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, it's just boring. Inflation. So all it is DMT. is reruns. Yeah. No, you yeah. you got to go inside if you no, want to find yeah, the next no, step of, no. of engagement in this <laughs> reality. I agree yes. we should go inside, Meditation. but not with drugs. Yes. Yeah. No, breathing. Drugs apparently breathing can get you there. Yeah. You know, uh, certain types of type of psychedelic trances and like obviously diet, but breathing, if you do different breathing exercise. Wim Hof. That's where the excitement lies in reality, my friends. You know, we've been in this period for a couple decades where it's been extremely routine. You know, our, our conflicts have been it's, – it's been so nice – it's been so good that the crisis we faced has been rich people ripping off poor people. Yeah. It's by design, man. They, they placated us. They made tea, marijuana illegal. They made LSD illegal. They made psilocybin illegal. They made MDMA well, illegal. And they're trying to, like, suppress people. They feed them all the sugar, and they keep them, like, they have been doing that. The rich people well, have been taking advantage of the masses. No, hold, hold on. I think if they really wanted to lull people into a sleep, they'd allow them to do the drugs. Yeah, no, it's the other way around. It's too totally. dangerous for the status quo. Then why people do you start think, to think for themselves. Then why do you think they're legalizing them all then? It's just you can't fight the tide. It, at some point, mm-hmm. the people and the democratization of power overcomes tyranny. At least that's the, what it seems like happens. That's what you, you, you guys ever see that uh, Vox article advocating for putting lithium in the water? Hmm. What? Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't. Let me see if I can I, find it. I just you know you can what? mine lithium from fog. water fog. using graphene filtration. Did you know that? You can mine lithium out of water. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't know that. That's big. Yeah, so this is from uh, October 24th, 2018. How our drinking water could help prevent suicide. Oh, yes. oh how could it? How could that help? Oh, my God. Uh, lithium is a potent psychiatric drug, one of the primary prescribed medications for bipolar disorder. But it's also an element that occurs naturally all over Earth's crust, including in bodies of water. Uh-huh. That means that small quantities of lithium wind up in the tap water you consume every day. Just how much is in the water varies quite a bit from place to place. Naturally, the, that made researchers curious. Are places with more lithium in the water healthier mentally? Do places with more lithium have less depression or bipolar, or most importantly of all, fewer suicides? Hmm. A 2014 review of studies concluded the answer was yes. Four or five studies reviewed found that places with higher levels of trace lithium had lower suicide rates. And Nasser Gamey, the Tufts psychiatric professor who co-authored that review, argues that the effects are large. High lithium areas, he says, have suicide rates 50 to 60% lower than those of, of low lithium areas. Quote, in general, in the United States, lithium levels are much higher in the Northeast and East Coast and very low in the Mountain West. He told me in a new episode of the Vox podcast, Future Perfect, and suicide rates track that exactly. Much lower suicide rates in the Northeast and the highest rates of suicide are in the Mountain West. If you apply that 50 to 60% reduction to the U.S., where about 45,000 people died by suicide in 2016, you get a total number of lives saved around 22,500 to 27,000 a year. That's likely too high. Since you can't reduce suicide rates in places that are already high lithium, Gamey's own back-of-the-envelope calculation said we save 15000 to 25000 Well, Seamus, Ian, if it saves one life... Then we have to do it. That's we, how it we works. Need, All in. Yeah, let's. Uh, so I think what Vox is saying is that if we put a psychoactive drug in our water supply, people will be happier. Um, although, if you go ahead and look at the Royal Society of Chemistry, they just released a paper that says, Continuous Electrical Pumping Membrane Process for Seawater Lithium Mining will eventually be pulling the lithium out of the water and then utilizing it that way, either for huh. batteries or for feeling better. You know what I was thinking a lot about this? There's a meme going around where it's a guy who's at a psychiatrist's office, and he says, every day I wake up with existential dread and my life is meaningless. And the doctor says, best I can do is give you pills that make you think everything's okay. And I'm like, 
that's dark, man. Mm-hmm. Why do people have no purpose? Like, why do they feel that dread? Why don't I experience that? You know what I mean? Like, is it because I'm healthy? It's because you're so handsome. Part of you it. Know, sure. You do I, stuff I, you like. <laughs> Has like it has like compounding effects. Like even in a few weeks, even if everything went to hell right now for you, you'd still feel good in three weeks from the last six months of activity. Well, l- let's talk about all of the left's arguments on this one. Ooh. First of all, Vox is saying put drugs in the water. That's I'm completely so opposed to that. They argue that one of the things about institutional racism and um, uh, generational poverty, people from poor areas they drink dirtier water. It affects their mental health. They have less less access to, access to good schools. All of that stuff, right? Well, I'm a shining example of all of those things. South side of Chicago, public school, uh, you know, low income family, homelessness. I did all right. I have passion. I have drive. I don't wake up feeling dread. I wake up feeling great. I wake up. I'm like, gee, I wonder what's the news. It's a little boring sometimes, like I mentioned before. Like you read the news and you're like, oh, that again. But I'm always interested in seeing like news stories, UFOs, whatever, talking about this stuff. It's either that there's people that are activated, like there's a point zero 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 one percent of the population that's so like able. That's just like the evolution of of a human that you're able to like break through all the crap, or that there's a way to activate the human body and become that. And for whatever reason, you seem to have mastered. I'm chilling. This you know, reality. <laughs> I know we're all kind of chilling. Uh, it was just funny your description juxtaposed to Ian's. And you're like, I'm chilling, but no. I mean, I guess it's a complicated question. You, you have a lot to do. Um, you, you seem to be doing something that you really believe is improving the world, and that takes up a good amount of your time. You're building something. I think that's a huge part of life, and it's a huge part of feeling happy with yourself. Even self purpose. Even before I did any of this, hmm. I was not waking up experiencing existential dread. Yeah, that's a really good question. So, let me ask you: Did you have a goal that you were working towards at that time? Before all this, mm-hmm. not really, really. So, so what Chilling. were you doing every day? I mean, before, like literally, right before Occupy Wall Street started, I was just skating and filming little skate videos. <clears throat> and how long had you been doing that for? Uh, I just started a few months before. Before that, I was in California. Just you know, I was working at a homeless shelter and mm-hmm. some nonprofits. Then my apartment burned down and made everything kind of crazy. Oh snap! Man. Were you you were down by Sixth Street? Where in downtown LA? Is that where your homeless no, shelter no, no, you were no. working at? Which one were you at? Oh, I can't talk about it. Oh, yeah, the oh, plot thickens. Well, I guess my point is so. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VTW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. I don't know your whole life story here, despite being a, a fellow well, not, Illinois boy. I'm not trying to talk but, about me. I'm trying to talk about other people and what's missing from their lives. Oh, sure. That results in them needing lithium in their drinking water to feel better. I, I think we've peaked as a society. I think this is it. There's nothing to aspire to. People don't want to have kids. They don't want to have families. This means that they don't really have a good view of the future. And you see this in all of our policies. We're never thinking about what's coming down the road. You watch Joe Biden putting all of these policies into effect. He only cares about the next four years, eight years, maybe. He's not even going to be around. And I think he knows that. And I think that there's just no look toward the future at all. We look at people like Angela Merkel not having kids. Uh, Macron doesn't have any kids. Nobody cares wow. about what's going to happen tomorrow. Yeah, we talk, I can't remember if it was on the after show or not, but we had a, a conversation about how a lot of these people don't have kids yeah. last time. 
gotten a yeah. little bit with, with Keen saying it'll will be in the long run will all be dead, so who cares? And he didn't have any kids and that kind Nihilistic. of thing. Uh, when you're asking the question about why do we need lithium in the water, which, again, is something I'm also completely against. I think that's a very strange opinion to have and also a very strange opinion to have and admit to having, as this person uh, felt called to do in this article they wrote. But some of it just breaks down, and I hate to overly pathologize, but some of it's just chemical. I mean, there are some people who could experience all the things you've experienced or the things I've experienced or any of us have and react completely differently to them just based on their genetics. Uh, but I think a lot of it is the way you choose to react to things. I think kids... <clears throat> I think uh, not having kids has been a big, 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 yeah. big problem for millennials. Yeah. You know, there was a super chat where they were saying that uh, in response, we, we did a story about that valedictorian or whatever, where she yeah, was like, was you know, pro-choice or whatever. And then someone commented that the, your dreams don't disappear when you have kids. In fact, the moment they had the kid, it was like all of a sudden all they could think about was the future and what mm. and, and the work Past and the passion. mistakes disappeared. Yeah. It's almost like people have no it's purpose. <clears throat> Then they have kids and realize they have a purpose. They need the world to be a better place for their children. And all of a sudden now they're interested in, in doing, you know, in doing things that matter. And uh, a lot of young people don't have that. So they're extremely nihilistic and self-interested. I think there might, this, this might be a big difference between the, the left and the right. I wonder if you could actually track this. We, maybe we should commission a poll. If you align culturally right or, you know, in, in the culture war, do you have children? On the left, do you have children? I'd be willing to bet, I could be wrong, that the left has a predisposition towards less kids and the right has a predisposition towards more kids. That's why leftist policy tends to be more gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm -hmm. Right-wing policy tends to be more personal responsibility. You've got to, you know, do hard work to succeed because they want people to plant the tree whose shade they know they will never sit in. The leftists are kind of like, I don't want to pay my loans back. That's like a, that's one of the biggest issues for many on the left. Mm -hmm. I took out $50,000 I spent it. You should pay for it. That's not helping anybody in the future. It's making things considerably worse. Yeah, I mean, I would agree. Now, to play devil's advocate on that one, I think you can make an argument that part of the reason they don't have kids is because they have these massive loans so they can't settle down and buy a home and get married and do all the things you would do before having a family. Right, but why do you go to college in the first place? I don't think the kind of person who's planning to have a bunch of kids is going to be somebody who says, okay, let me just take on, you know, $80,000, $100,000 worth of student loan. This won't affect my kids' future lives at all. Well, I think a lot of people don't think about that when they're 18. Oh, yeah, it's possible, too. Yeah. But, but that's also a kind of a weird problem because historically, if someone wasn't ready to have or take care of children by the time they were 18, people sort of assumed there was something wrong with them. I mean, if let's look, like 100 years ago, if an 18-year-old man was not capable of supporting a family, people would assume that there was a problem with him. Yeah, yeah. And so people were thinking about these things at that age historically. And, yet, that, you know, why shouldn't they have been? By the time you're 18, you are mature enough to have a family, despite what our modern society tells us, despite the fact that we want to continually extend adolescence, an 18-year-old is an adult. Maybe, uh, maybe Liz's right. We, we peaked. That's I'm, it. No, I'm going to. So. What do you mean by, I mean, but peaked? Definitely not morally. So, well, yes, but no, Ian and yeah. I were talking about this the other night. We were like, this is the nicest the world has ever been. Materially, for sure. Yes. yes we have absolutely. everything that we want. You can literally order, pizza, uh, you can order Uber, Uber Eats at two in the morning and get literally whatever you want from wherever's open. It's amazing. It's insane. No, it's insane. And it's changed even from when I was a kid. I'm not, I mean, I'm 26 years old, but the, the kind of comfort and entertainment I have access to now is completely different from when I was a kid. Unparalleled. Completely. Like, the, I remember a time in my life 
where there would be a movie or a TV show that I wanted to watch and I just like wouldn't be able to. And nowadays, anyone can watch whatever they want, whenever they want. They can order whatever kind of food they want unless they're just in the middle of nowhere and don't have access to the things people generally have in society. I mean, we are so comfortable and it's not doing us any favors. It, yeah. Psalm, we didn't have debit cards when I was a kid. We had only checks. You had to take a check to the bank and, yeah. they'd, give it to, and they'd give you money or you'd have to write a check and they'd have to check would clear, take like a week to clear or whatever. That helps because I'll buy and sell, and my, my finances are probably magnitudes better than they would have been 30 you, years ago because I have my access to digital currency. Yeah. Do you remember those commercials when debit cards became a thing? No. And it was like the Visa check card comes out, and it was like people were like dancing in line at the cafe and just like swiping <laughs> their card. And then like a guy walks up, and he's like fumbling with his wallet, and they're like, no. And I, I didn't realize. like When I was a kid, it didn't mean anything to me. So I was weird. like, I don't do this. By the time I was an adult, I had a debit card. You could use it for everything. Yeah, I got it when I was 14. Yeah. yeah. I, I, think, I think, okay, my thesis here, what I was going to say is that everything is convenient, and I don't think that the U.S. can recover and go forward until we give up some of our desire for convenience. 100%. I think that's key. I think it's pivotal. I was about to combine those two words, and it's going to be <laughs> weird. I'm glad I didn't. Um, and I think that we're not ready to give that up. We want life to be easy. We don't see how it's crippling us. We don't see that it's making us need things like lithium to even want to get out of bed in the morning. That's so sad. Yeah, well, I think there's also a lot of truth in that. People constantly see comfort instead of doing the right thing or the things that will improve their life because they've been accustomed to having anything they want at any time right. they want. So at some point, you do become depressed when that's the lifestyle. Uh, that you, you've been living. There's a point. So this is a point uh, to borrow from someone else. Once again, actually, my dad, he made this, this point a while ago when speaking to a group of people. He asked them, like, do you think you had a better life than your parents did? And basically everyone raised their hands. And then he said, do you think you're a better person than your parents were? And basically no one raised their hands. Yeah. Wow. And so he said, well, maybe it's not such a bad thing that hard times are coming. Maybe your kids are going to be better people than you. That's what I'm saying. I think well, that's right. How about we go to Super Chat? Yeah. If yes. you have not already, smash that like button and go to TimCast.com. Become a member. Um, I'm not entirely sure, but we may have a very, very dark and very serious bonus segment that what? you're not going to want to. Oh, yeah. I'm mm-hmm. scared. Serious. I don't even want to be a part of it. I'm well, dangerous. <laughs> YouTube, dark, Instaban dark, con- con- like content. Oh, like, snap. If yes. I even mention right now what I talk about, YouTube would probably just ban us instantly. Before it even happens. Fence it is. I've, tweeted, I've tweeted about it, but I'm not going to say more than that because it's like an Instaban It's Instaban territory. Oh, I know what it is. It's, it's, yeah, it's super oh, creepy boy. stuff. Let me check out Tim. So uh, <laughs> well, we'll just leave it there. And uh, but, but smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the show with your friends. And go to TimCast.com. Become a member. The new website's going to be coming up very soon, hopefully about a week or two. I'm really excited. We've got the designs and, and we've got, you know, the, 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 the mock-ups and stuff. It looks amazing. And the newsroom's coming along with it. We've got new people potentially, you know, we're going to be hiring soon. We're looking for some field reporters. We're probably going to have some staff individuals who literally will just fly around the country covering the stuff on the ground. And uh, there's a very serious issue with the undercover and investigative reporting we're going to do with, with security and safety. But uh, your membership is going to be funding all that. So sin- sincere thank you to everybody. Let's read some of these super chats. All right. Let's see. Okay. Dinoside 13 says, based Guatemalans, if we say that here in the U.S. in protest, we get called insurrectionists while commies burn cities down. That's correct. Yep. Max Trillion says, Tim, you should fund your own American version of Shonen Jump. You could call it Beanie Boy Comics or BBC for short. Hey, yeah, yeah. the BBC. That's Whoa. fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. They'll, they'll allow that. Yeah, sure. Let's see. Him Rumdiff 
says, you need to get Tom McDonald on one of these, one of these days. It would be big. No more snowflakes. Yes. Tom is like one of the biggest, most famous dudes ever. Swamped. And we are like a medium sized podcast. So it's very difficult to pull in the big, you know, the big, the big names. But, um, Tom's a cool dude. He's always, a lo- he's always welcome. He's got an open invite. All right. Caboose, a.k.a. Kyle, says, Illinois boys represented from Zion, Illinois, almost Wisconsin. Hey, hey, what up? Oh, yeah, baby. You're still an Illinois boy. I don't care how close you are to Wisconsin. Yeah, that's right. You're one of the Illinois boys. Jay Schwiffer says, the $2.3 million in Bitcoin paid to the Colonial Pipeline hackers was seized by the U.S., according to CNBC and Reuters. Yeah. Interesting little update. Keep up the good work. I wonder how they seized a Bitcoin address. Intriguing. Uh-huh. Did you hear that, Ian? Yeah, I heard of it. How did they seize a Bitcoin address? I don't know. They took like 78 or 88% of the money that got paid to this colonial. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. How, how are they getting access to the... I mean, obviously, if you see an address online, if you don't have the keys, how do you get it? Maybe the hackers aren't storing their... Uh, aren't securing their computers very well and got hacked. Wow. I don't know. Maybe. I'm surprised they didn't just put it right to cold storage. It's <laughs> unlikely. Right. I, mean, uh, I mean, I guess it's possible for, for, for someone to be able to hack the, a pipeline like that and not have their own computers protected from hacking. Uh, this hacking's really easy. Really? Yeah. Okay. They like they hire someone to make some garbage malware that's like does enough, put on a USB drive and throw it in front of a building and then you're done. Really? Yeah, you don't even gotta know how to do any code. It's not hard. Or send an email. You can embed stuff in in, in, in PDF files. It's 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 I don't crazy. know it's that easy. That's insane. Yep. All right. C Hennessy says Tim, look up Strongtown. It's a project analysis on why cities and towns are failing. Their biggest findings are how suburbia development doesn't pay a profitable or break-even return on investment. Wow, I've always really? thought about how there's no industry in suburbs. There's, like, very little. Mm. They, they move it all out of the away, like Jersey it's is true, in yeah. New York's industry. Rob from downtown says, have you seen the Crowder H3 beef? H3 talked about you, too. Interesting. What, is, I don't, what, what did they say I about I actually listened to that today. H3 had a very underwhelming take on following what the CDC says. They basically just said, oh, you know, it's a bunch of doctors, a bunch of scientists. They know what they're talking about. Don't worry about anything. You just need to listen to what they say. Crowder took issue with this. He's like, we do all our research. We have like 150 sources. We do leftist sources. We make sure that what we're talking about is well-researched. And H3H3 really lives for the YouTube drama and they slap back at him. And I didn't hear that you came up, so I'm really interested to see what, what happened. I don't know about there, that. I've never even talked. I don't even know much about H3 at all. Yeah, I don't, awesome. I don't listen to them for a reason. You like H3? Ethan. Ethan, he's cool. I watched some of their stuff a while ago, back when they were doing skits. They used to be okay. What's his wife? They did the podcast. What's her name? Yeah, his wife yeah now it's Caleb. just like a regular, regular, regular dudes talking about stuff, I guess. Is that what it is? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I've seen a little bit of the podcast, but I mostly used to watch him when he was doing commentary. So, I mean, there's a, there's a big skits. difference between like a comedic personality who's not involved in politics, who forays into it, versus like a show that's like dedicated to cultural politics and, and, and political yes. news. So like... You know, maybe maybe the real issue is if if H three exists for you know cultural like mainstream pop stuff, then drama is really really good for them. I don't I don't I don't uh, uh, drag on a lot of the stuff too much. Like if something comes up and I comment on it, I'll you know try and move on as quickly as possible. Uh, depending on the issues, if they're cultural or political, like I tweeted uh, an invite to Andy No to come on the show, simply because this actually has serious ramifications for cultural and political issues. But when it comes to like talking about movies or whatever, I'll, I'll make my tweet about a movie, and then like I'm not going to keep talking. I don't want to, you know. Yeah. But I, but I think for like H3, 
that's that's what they are. They're a pop culture, like, mainstream show. They're very big, very successful. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's what they do. It's more, like, MTV-ish than, say, Crowder, which is, you know, Crowder is more Daily Show-ish. For sure. What I, 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 don't, with, I don't know why they would bring me up. Yeah, so I'm not sure either. But what I kind of came away with was that um, Crowder was basically like, please don't tell your audience not to do your own research. Like, please don't tell people to just blindly listen to one source or the other. He's like, that's not a good policy for the people who believe in you. And then Crowder was like, I'm done. You know, I'm not going to debate you on this. This is We're done with this. We're not doing really? YouTube we're On an interview? Huh? Were they, was he interviewing Steven or something? No, he was, he was just kind oh. of It was just like a back and forth oh. beef yeah. between the podcasts. Yeah. yeah. And and speaking of the comments I previously made, well, we have a, a, a super chat here. Matthew Recamp says, Tim, I saw your video criticizing Andy No after you got attacked. And I've got to say, I think the fact you had to go to third world countries to find a comparison perfectly shows the point that you seemed to miss. I, I don't think I missed it. I will say, however, I think perhaps I shouldn't have been so crude. I think that's the mistake I made. Oh. I stand by all of my opinions. But when I heard Megan Kelly read my tweet, I was like, yeah, that was that was tactless. That was like, it was after the show, I was tired, and I was like, I found out that, you know, Andy went on the ground, and I was like, we're having a conversation about it with a lot of people, and then I was just like, how dumb, and then I tweeted, and I'm like, probably should have been a bit more tactful than that, but I stand by my my opinions 100%. The right seems to to be so invested in, you know, supportive personality that they're cheering for, I'm I'm speaking figuratively here, people got mad when I said this, but a lot of people agreed. A lot of people agreed. Everybody thinks I'm the best. people agree. <laughs> Beautiful. The right is cheering for sending one of their generals down to confront frontline infantry and lose. Mm. Andy No is substantially more important than to be there in the middle of a crowd of random nobodies who will beat him to death. Yes. That's, that's the problem I took with this. Why take that risk? And then, you know, it just became tribal. You know, so so anyway, I digress. I don't want to you know rehash it too much, but Andy's uh, uh, invited on the show. I know he wanted to come on before, but when he went to London, we don't do uh, uh, remote shows. So I just tweeted him like, "Bro, come on the show. We'll pay for it all, and we'll have a, a good professional conversation." Because the, the the big difference between cancel culture on the left and whatever is on the right, though there are similarities, I've certainly complained about. Uh, I think I'm more than willing to invite anybody I disagree with to come on the show. To, uh, in, in, I'm willing to invite anybody I disagree with onto the show and have a conversation. And I think most importantly, like the thing we disagree on is like 0.01% of the entire conversation. So I think it's it's silly for everyone to like do whatever. What are you talking about you and Andy? Well, like I criticized him like four or five times. But mm-hmm. it's a tactic that I criticize. But to me, it's he, such a, a mark guy. of respect that you were like, you're a general in this war. Like you don't send your best general down to the front lines. Like you care about what happens to him. He's important and meaningful. Like his work has been good. But like most other frontline reporters, they retire at a certain point when they're recognizable. Andy said uh, on Megyn Kelly's show. She asked him, she read my tweet. And that's why I was like, okay, that tweet was a little crass. I should not have tweeted it that way. Okay, that, that, that's fair. I, take, I, I own that one. That was a mistake. Um, I should have criticized it and done it in a better way. Uh, that being said, she asked him at what point is like enough enough. You know, you're very famous. And Andy said that, you know, basically Tim is sitting there in, in luxury or I forgot which word he said. But without Andy on the ground, we wouldn't know about a lot of these things. And I'm like, that's actually my point. If Andy sacrifices himself by going into the fray and no one else is covering Antifa's extensively and knows who these people are, we lose all of that coverage. You don't need to send a general into Antifa to, to get the news. Not this general this time. There are time and a place where a general like Julius Caesar fought on the front line with his men the entire time. But not by himself. No, he had a group. Right, right, right. He had going, centurions go, with you know. them. Right. So, so that would he be like an if, if Andy went to an event and spoke to a oh, large yeah. crowd. Yeah, that would be like that. But just like... It was a local protest in Portland. It wasn't a major right. political Caesar event. Caesar didn't go undercover in enemy camps. 
Yeah. yeah I just sent other soldiers to do that. Yeah, I think it was a bad move. You know, and, and, and it's interesting that people are like, I'm seeing a lot of tweets at me where they're saying, oh, look, I remember Tim went to no-go zones. And I'm like, yeah, I didn't go back. Like, I went to Sweden once. They weren't looking for me. They didn't know my name. They weren't trying to kill me. I went to Thailand. After I go to these places, I can't return to them. In fact, like, uh, I can't even go to China at this point because of the things I've said. So you wouldn't send Ai Weiwei into China to go and report. He is a prominent activist critical of, of, of China. I think he is, right, Ai Weiwei? Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't you wouldn't send you know these people into certain areas. You'd you have to find a different journalist because if the goal is to maximize your output and to be successful, you can't send the best of the best into the the, the highest level of danger. If Andy stops doing the work he's doing, then a- Andy is correct. How would we know what was going on if he puts himself at risk that if way? If Biden was like, "I'm going on this next one with the SEAL team." <laughs> <laughs> Yes. People would be like, oh, leading from the front. Gosh. You got to do that cartoon. And I, no, I, I no, in some circumstances. I But, but uh, anyway, anyway, look, look, look. I think, you know, I, I, I think, I think the point has been, has been beaten, beaten to death. Um, you know, so there's no reason it to is constantly. It is a very important conversation. It is, that's why I hope yeah. he comes on the show soon to talk about the value of, of doing it on the ground by yourself and then getting popular and having to, you know, re- reconnoiter or recon- I don't know how to describe what, it. Where you recalibrate your, your function, the yeah. way you approach the situation. I it's went just- to Venezuela and I got accused of being a spy and was forced to flee the country. Vice wanted me to stay. They wanted me to stay to embrace the controversy because it would have been huge news internationally that an American journalist was, you know, forced to flee or like if I remained, I probably would have been arrested and then it would have been huge for Vice where the State Department would get involved and I'm like, I'm leaving. <laughs> like I, I yeah. n- no, but like you know, I even had conversations with family. They were like, you realize if you get arrested and spend a year in a Venezuelan prison, you will be the biggest personality once you got out. That's why they're telling you to do it. And I'm like, that's not what my goal is. My goal is not to to be a symbol or a martyr or to make money for anybody. Hmm. I wanted to come here and interview people and see what's going on. I'm going to leave. So the, the point of that super chat was that I had to go to third world countries. Yeah, I went to a lot of different countries, a lot of really dangerous countries. And there's a limit to what I can do to be effective. At a certain point, you become so famous, you actually aren't able to get information out without in- impacting the circumstance yourself. So if you're, if you're interested in winning um, a tribal battle, then, I mean, this has been fantastic. News breaks and, you know, is attacked. If you're interested in winning on principles, you need to make sure you're getting out, you know, sound and, and, and good information. Uh, but that being said, look, I, I respect Andy tremendously. I've known him for a long time. I interviewed him on this channel way, way long time ago when we, when, when I was up in Portland. And I, I completely agree that what he's doing is so important. That's why I'm mad that he went down there on his own. Like, I, like, I wasn't coming, I wasn't doing what the left was doing and accusing him of being, you know, a, 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 a grifter who's just trying to make money. I was saying, like, you're going to get yourself hurt. You don't have security. Right. We have a, so I'll, I'll say two more things on this. I don't want to keep hashing it out. Like, I'd love to have this conversation if, with Andy here. Many conservatives, when the news came out that it was potentially Andy and we didn't know, a handful of conservatives and people on the right expressed to me privately how, how upset they would be if they found out Andy actually did that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. 
Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When the news broke, silence. Why? They're scared to speak out against them for, you know, look what's happened. You know, people are thumbs downing my video. They're insulting me on Twitter. They're telling me I'm wrong. They're basically saying like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to follow you anymore and all that stuff. I'm not. Okay, fine. People are saying Tim's a grifter who's just trying to get views. And I'm like, if that were the case, I wouldn't have criticized him. Why would I do that? But there are a lot of conservatives who I've spoken to who will not speak out. And I'm like, that is the exact same problem the left has. They won't speak out against what they think is wrong because they're scared. I'm not. But I, I, I will I will I will mention that. I will also mention there's a lot of journalists that we have that, that you know, we know that do on the ground work and do report on Antifa. And many have expressed privately that they're going to be moving on or they're they're talking they're they're planning their big move from field reporting once they become too famous. Some of these people used to be on the ground all the time and have now launched podcasts because they are much too famous mm. and you become a target and makes you ineffective. So there we go. All right. Wraith Customs Firearm says, Tim, let everyone know the ATF is trying to make millions of us felons overnight again with new regs on braces to make them NFA. Tweeted with how to comment on ATF 2021 R-08 to stop them because you have reach. Shout out to WraithCustomsFirearms.com. So I hope you guys have something on your website that, that could help. I, could, I can direct them to WraithCustomsFirearms.com. And definitely, um, we, we need to get rid of these, these ridiculous broken gun control laws. They clearly haven't worked. No matter how many times they ban guns, they still complain every day there's gun violence. Clearly what they're doing isn't working. At a certain point, you need to say, hey, all those things you got over the past 80 years didn't work. Maybe we should stop. No, but if it's broken, keep doing it, I suppose. Samuel Eddy says, I say we solve this immigration issue once and for all by reactivating the doctrine of manifest destiny. You can't enter the U.S. illegally from the southern border if it's all American soil. Heck yeah. So, uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yes, conquest. Let's go. All right. Uh, Spenet Game says, dear fellow apes, help another gorilla rocket moon by backing my board game Cindershire on Kickstarter. Ape strong together. Uh, I bought more AMZ. Nice. I, I said tweet I, about that. Yeah, I was like, I had lettuce hands. The other day, I was like, I saw, and I was like, I woke up, and I was like, meh, this is fun. Go it's fun. No, but, you know, I uh, what's what's coming out? There's Black Widow's coming out. The movie. Yeah, yeah, and there's a couple other movies, and I was like, I kind of want to have some movie stuff, because these are big. Like, I think this will be good for their earnings. I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to be an expert on any of this stuff, not giving anyone financial advice, but I actually really like the idea of movie theaters. Yeah, and with it's COVID like kind of ending, you know, that's movie theaters will be opening back up. It's like the only thing I really like going out to do. Yeah, it's, it's like, fun. What, what are we going to go Honestly, eat? Honestly, yeah, I hear you. I always tell people, like, what do we, what, what do, we do? We put food in our mouths? Hey, we want to go out. What, we're going to imbibe something? Go to the park. I want to put something in my eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Something different. Exactly. Right. Go to the theater, sit there, and put it in my eyes and ears. Uh, shout out to Cindershire, the game on uh, Kickstarter. Is that oh, what cool, I'm yeah. hey, There you go. Oh, here we go. Mike G says, Tim, saw that you FOMO'd back into AMC. <laughs> now that you're an ape again, you must change your Twitter profile pic to a green laser eyes. According to ancient ape laws, the prophecy mm. must be fulfilled. Apes uh, or green laser eyes, yeah. I didn't FOMO. I'm I'm not I'm not confident in a lot of what people are saying. I just it's not fear of missing out. I was just kinda like I like the stock. So it was going up, you sold, did it go up more and you bought, or did it go back down and you bought? Same. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but you know, I, I, I cashed out some of the profits. I don't have as much as I did before. But uh I'm looking at all these different stocks and I've got some like ammo companies, I got a graphene company. Definitely got a graphene company, and it's performed well. Yeah. And then I was like, I don't even know what to get. So I was like, well, AMC is like, 
I shouldn't have even sold it because I do like it. Mm. You know, I, I and a lot of people try to justify why it's not good. And I'm like, dude, the, your theories about why the stock should go up or down are irrelevant to me. Like people are saying it's not worth it because they don't make money. I'm like, oh, people like it, though. You know, so it seems good to me. I like movies. Yeah, I bought it. There you go. Here we go. Oh, this is interesting. Apparently, uh, Ian is correct. Armchair Engineering says the restaurant chain was originally named Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. The original BW3 restaurant was on High Street in Columbus. Ian, allow me to formally apologize for making fun of you. You were correct the entire time. (laughs) It is welcome, Seamus. It is welcome. Hey, if you like that, definitely check out Quaker Steak and Lube if you live in Ohio or Pennsylvania. It's on the border, and it is one of the best wing places in the world. I hope they're still open. I check it out. James Ramirez says, my wife and daughter are not American citizens. I have been overseas for over nine years. I was waiting for Trump. Now I'm waiting for Biden. My family is on my orders over a, over a year. I signed for this, but it's my family. Where is the government for help? Yeah. Oh, man, the B-dubs thing. People are mad at us. Yes. Oh, boy. They, 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 you are no. right, Ian. No. BW3. I never thought the thing I'd have to publicly <laughs> apologize for was getting uh, B-dubs wrong. This super chat, Tim and Seamus are the stupidest. I'm just kidding. Say this. <laughs> the Neo Enigma says, y'all are killing me. B-dubs was originally called Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck, founded in Ohio. BW3s for short. Changed it to its current name in 1998. Aha. Uh-huh. Look at us. Right. That was my 21st birthday. Really, the, the fool was I. Kent, Ohio. <laughs> Ian, you need to be more confident. All right. Ian, honestly. Let's go, this guys. This should be Ian Cast IRL. Right. I've made I'm taking you there. Don't, don't say that. <laughs> Barbara Albright says, hey, Tim, I completely agree with you on Andy No. Also, if you are still hiring writers, I would love to join your crew. Which email do I go to again? Jobs at TimCast.com. Yeah, so um, we've got one. Uh, uh, we we may have already found one person so far who's going to like oversee a lot of it. We need a field reporter. Yeah, we need uh, we need our own uh, riot crew. Oh yeah, yeah, for people to go out and go undercover and do investigative reporting. And uh, man, I'd love to have like twelve people just like infiltrating all these different Antifa groups. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Maybe we yes. got to do. Maybe maybe we've been working on something. Because I'm maybe. sick of Tim sending me. <laughs> yeah, You've been he, so good at it, though. Yeah. I know. Honestly, I blend in with them really well. Just Lots of undercover out. stuff we're, we're looking forward to doing, but um, probably not the same kind of uh, stuff that O'Keefe does. You know, ours is going to be more like reporting on the ground. And we're, 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 what we're going to end up doing is having um, a lot of freelancers. Uh, that's one way you get around rec- uh, rec- uh, recognizability, I suppose, or notoriety yes. of your reporter. They get too well-known. Well, you know, you use a group of different people. You, you get some legit conflict reporters to film, and then you take the footage back. You take their report, and then, you know, we're going to do stuff like that. So uh, it's all coming soon. All right. Preston Tem says, watched your video on China-U.S. Pacific escalation, and my immediate reaction was, sick. Now we get to play Battlefield 4 IRL in a few months. BF4 setting is CN slash RU versus U.S. war starting in late 2020. Well, then. Oh, boy. It's not a video game. I know you're just joking. Phil says, what Ian expressed about what happened to Rome via immigration has happened here. Many areas of the country are now just colonies of foreign countries. That's what I was thinking. It's happening so slow because we're in it. You know, I mean, you've made this point a few times, Tim, that like things happen over decades. Like the American Revolution is like a 20 year process. But we just read about a history book like it just happened one one day. And we're in the middle of this crazy. And I'm wondering if that thing is happening here right now. Um, I haven't seen like a milita- military takeover city, but you see the autonomous zones. Yeah. Juan Rota says, I'm DACA. I know what my parents did was wrong, but I was four when I came here. I've been in this country for 22 years. I just want the opportunity. Do it right. I love this country. Uh, I'm in favor of DACA. I'm in favor of the people who are brought here as children through, you know, like not realizing what's going on. And now they're here. And it's like all of a sudden you realize you can't be a citizen. I I think that's a problem. I think we should provide some kind of uh, 
path of citizenship, probably, you know, I don't know, something. However, it has to come with a hard stop. It has mm-hmm. to come with like a, we do this now, we never do it again. Uh, the problem is, I think that's where we're already at. Yes. We're already at the point where we're like, okay, we'll, we'll naturalize these, 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 these people who are not citizens, but we'll never do it again. And then they do it again, and they do it again, and they do it again. It's tough. I've been hearing it's stories tough. since I was like six in the 80s where people come over and have their baby in the United States just so the kid was a citizen and then the mom would, would leave yep. or yep. the kid would be a citizen. Only Tim says, hey Tim Seamus, love you guys' work. I'm 20 and from Idaho. I've been watching you guys since about 2016. I keep trying to explain to my friends about how the left is breaking the system and can be racist, but they refuse to listen. Any advice? I always ask them this. Do you agree with Dr. King's dream? Seamus? Do, can, you, do, can, you, can you ask the question again? Do you agree with Martin Luther King Jr.'s dream? Uh, yes, I would say yeah. so. I do. Lydia? I do. I do, yeah. Ask them that. That one day his four little children will be judged by the content of their character and not the color of their skin. I love that quote. And when they say yes, invariably, ask them how that dream is being served by policies that are based on race. Yep. If they want affirmative action, how does that serve Dr. King's dream? Just ask them that. Does that serve Dr. King's dream? I, part of me wonders if they're just going to drop him altogether soon. Oh, they've, they've yeah. already been trying to. Yeah. They've been arguing. Yeah, so a lot of leftists have been arguing that it was uh, he was pushing white supremacy and colorblindness. Mm. Oh, my goodness. There, like, I, I mentioned this. During the riots in Ferguson and in Baltimore, there were people uh. saying that the there, there were black activists, Black Lives Matter, saying segregation, the end of segregation was bad for them because it forced them into the white man system, which they were below because they didn't have the same level of resources. And that when they were separate, they had their own family system, they had their own churches, they had their own businesses, they had their own Wall Street. So there's a lot of people, and that's one of the reasons they push this stuff. Yeah, I don't know what you do about it. Sporkwitch says, never forget, quantity has a quality all its own. It was Russia's strategy in the Cold War, cheap but plentiful. It is China's strategy as well. It is the communist strategy because the individual doesn't matter to them, which reminds me about this. Um, I think it's I think it's called as a PA-63. It's a, I think it's Hungarian. It's a Soviet-era uh, rifle. It's chambered in uh, 9 millimeter Makarov. And nobody ever wants to use it at the range because it hurts to shoot. Hmm. It bites it into your, into, mm. between your thumb. It hurts. And so nobody wants to use it. I tried wearing a glove. Still hurts. Oh. And so, you know, the modern weapons we use, you know, the Beretta, the Glock or whatever, they're, they're comfortable. And I was like, you think about it. Soviet Union. They were like, I don't care if it hurts you. Does it work? All right, then make it. Mass produce it. Cheap, garbage, hurts, painful, whatever. In Soviet Grin and bear it. That's how I am with my cartoons. Yeah. You know? yeah I don't care if like it hurts you. We have to get them done quickly. Freedom Tunes That's cartoon. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, look at this. Ben D says, Tim, don't look at the Air Force. Look at the Navy. 75% of our deployed Nimitz-class aircraft carriers are in striking distance to China. Hundreds of ships have moved into the area of the last year. Y'all ready for this? We gotta keep them somewhere. It's gonna get hot. That's right, Ian. I like the optimism. Uh, you know what Could just bothers be, just me? Where they wanted this? It's, it's the idea of a war on two fronts. And I know that Afghanistan is, I mean, Russia, the big, the wild card is Russia. What, how do they, how did the Russian government, how does, how does Vladimir Putin and his buddies think about this? Are they, do they want to support China and Chinese interests? Do they want to support the United States and curb Chinese, you know, militant authoritarianism? Because they're right there on the border. Yeah. I don't know. Well, here we go. Check this out. The one true Madrigal says, if Taiwan falls, the Chinese will claim the South Japanese islands, Korea, and the Straits of Malacca. Because why would we stop them then? They'll control 25% of goods transported globally and 90% of crude oil. 
Alistair Vusen says Taiwan is more of a country than John Cena is an actor. Hmm. Americans need to toughen up fast because everyone knows the storm is coming. Maybe we need it so that we can strain, we can straighten out, strain out un-American ideologues. Oh man, you do not want war, dude. No. Or a witch hunt on other Americans. Richard Cook says, Haha, if you are depending on Californians to repel the Chinese, you are more screwed than I thought. China (laughs) won't invade. They already own the U.S. And FYI, China would invade through South America or Central America, not the West Coast, and then they'd Mm. come up over the land. I think they would do a a series of strategic cyber attacks on critical infrastructure. Maybe they would start with, like, our oil production. Oh, yeah. So that way it would cause economic catastrophe, would reduce our ability to produce and move resources. They'd probably then start going after food to create shortages, which would then cause panic. Because when food prices get too high, people protest and riot. I don't think they want a war. I just don't think they want a war. Maybe economic (laughs) destabilization, but... It's like, no, war. I don't think anybody wants that right now. Even Lockheed doesn't want a, a total war. I agree with you. Do you think, though, at a certain point, China does things where we're forced to go to war? Like, we can't just let them keep doing it? <sighs> kind of that encroachment on territory thing is a tough one. Like, like the Nazis took Czechoslovakia, they took Poland, and you had at some point, it was just like, what are they going to take next? And so it was like, we had no choice, right? Yeah. What do you think the Chinese are telling themselves right now? The Americans are militant imperialisms. Who are seizing more countries, moving more troops into Syria. Mm-hmm. If we don't stop them, They're what do we do? surrounding us with their aircraft yep. carriers. That's right. We're under siege. Yeah. They're, they're probably look. this is what people don't realize about war. So here's, here's a way I describe it to people. Imagine you're in the middle of the woods. You've got, you're in the middle of nowhere. You have no idea where you are. Mm-hmm. You have a gun. You've got a small bag of food and a little bit of water. You're running out. You don't know where your next meal will be. Finally, as you're walking off in the distance, you see somebody who looks different, but they have, a, they have a rifle as well. They have a pierce, they have, it appears a small bag of food and some water. What do you do? That they, you both just spot each other couple hundred yards off what do you do signal signal how we'll raise my hand in the air what does that do if i see them go for their gun i'm gonna duck for cover and then you raise your hand and the moment your hand goes up they, they reach for their gun they put their hand on their gun oh um I, I think i would get down on get down and then yell out call out to them call they out. don't speak english now yep. we're in trouble. and they, they yell back kabbalah blah babo hmm. yeah so uh, they so, so, so this is the challenge right a lot of people like to say things like, oh, I would just go and meet them and say hello. How do you know they're hostile? How do you know they won't be like, I can't afford to feed two people. You're not going to help me. I'm taking your stuff. Dude, did you guys ever watch The Walking Dead? That was my problem with Rick Grimes, the main character of The Walking Dead. He had this shoot first policy. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. And like, I kept <laughs> wanting him to like create a community and like lead a community. But all he wanted, he was so afraid that they were, everyone's going to be hostile. How long did you watch for? About three seasons, four seasons. Oh, dude, I'm such a sucker. I watched way. Dude, I watched it for like nine seasons. And, and maybe two of them were good. Once the yeah. governor. <laughs> the show is so, so I feel like it jumped. It, it lost the plot after the governor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, we got uh, the super chat here. Connor O'Brien says, Tim, you finally mentioned a job that my experience is relevant to. Please check out the resume that I've emailed a few times, along with copious updates on my firm CRT stuff. Help me help you. Yeah, do you want to write down that name, Connor yeah. O'Brien? We'll, we'll, uh, we'll take a look. It's a good I Irish name. That's I like right. the Irish infiltration of uh, yes. Tim Cast Studios. The Irish infiltration. I'm Irish. <laughs> I know. But, but it could <laughs> have been sneaky. the British infiltration. I know you said you're at war with yourself constantly. <laughs> the Irish true, and the British yeah. half. And I'm, I'm glad to see one side is winning. That's all. Connor O'Brien. Puka says, thank you, Tim, for separating Trump supporters from these weak and spineless Republicans. It's so annoying when we get lumped in with them. Keep up the good work. Absolutely. I also don't like it that the left gets lumped in with liberals. Because they are so different. I can agree with leftists on gun control. 
They're like, Karl Marx says, you know, <laughs> under no pretext. And I'm like, I will accept that argument yeah. insofar as it allows me to stay armed. Yeah. You know, I don't agree Bro, with you. Bro, you the are supporting the right thing for the wrong reason. <laughs> That's but right. It's the right thing. So. If it means I get yeah. to keep my guns, you know. Yeah. But yeah, Trump supporters were the insurgents that came in and, and told the Republicans shove off. And the Republicans hated it. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. All right. Let's see. We'll, we'll uh, try and raise as many as we can, but uh, we got to. All right. Yep. More people mentioning Ian was right. Kevin White says it was BW3s. Buffalo Wild Wings began in the Midwest as Buffalo Wild Wings and Weck. Great restaurant. What's, I'm what's, tired, what's I'm tired of being shamed for getting this wrong. Shameless. I still don't know. I'm, I'll look into Tim it. Tim and I are just getting grilled. <laughs> Nicodemus says, you know that feeling you get when you're about to jump off the high board into a pool, that pit in your stomach? As military, I'm getting that feeling. I'm trained and ready for war, but man, I pray it never happens. Mm. I'm praying I, that same prayer, brother. I was talking about this earlier. Um, the U.S. military wouldn't draft anybody you know, if a war broke out. They'd probably just go to young people and say, we will cancel all of your student loan debt yeah. yep. for two years service. And they're going to be like, wow, they're going to say, we'll, we'll pay you $20,000 a year or you know, 15000 a year for two years, plus all your debt's wiped out. You know what that means? Look, you're not going to be spending that money, right? So you're going to get out with like yep. 20 grand and you're going to be able to do whatever you want. And then they're going to be like, dude, awesome. And then they're going to like sign the paperwork. It's going to say like MOS, like, you know, combat infantry or something. And, you know, you used to go to college to avoid the military. Hmm. Well, and yep. now people go into the military to avoid student loans. They want yep. that GI Bill. Yeah, I figured out what WEC is. Buffalo well, Wild Wings and WEC. Beef on WEC is a popular sandwich in New York consisting of roast beef on au soaked cummel WEC roll. Ooh. Wow, look at this. Sounds good. Jurassic Josh says, the video game channels I follow will not criticize China. They talk about how Winnie the Pooh references are banned in China, but won't say why. Hmm. What do you say about this? <laughs> well, that's why we're in trouble, man. Because that chi- uh, ch- uh, the Chinese communist money is just too good. I know it's kind of paradoxical, isn't yep. it? Yeah. But they've exploited us to the degree where major Capitalism. institutions and businesses are just like, I don't want to offend China because they pay my bills. There is a quote which is falsely attributed to Lenin, though it is relevant nonetheless. The capitalists will sell us the rope with which we will hang them. That is the yes. perfect description of the situation with China right now. Rex Cars a lot says, sorry to break the news, Tim, but Buffalo Wild Wings is anti-2A. I've heard they lobby for anti-2A, but haven't been able to find any articles, sources for that, though. How do you feel they about that, They kick Ian? off-duty cops out, too. Oh, well, I, 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 that's got to be proven, because that's a very serious allegation yeah. against well, a very delicious well, restaurant. Well, we have, our, we have our resident Buffalo Wild Wings expert right here. Well, speaking so. of Wild Wings, <laughs> I have no idea. Let me, just, let me just point something out, right? You can go get a big old greasy burger, and you can get it from B-dubs with French fries and salt. Or if you, you can get some nice wings with some barbecue sauce and carrots on the side. They Sounds do great. give you carrots, sometimes right. celery sticks. Hmm. That's right, either or. Fancy. Now, what, what, what's, what's healthier, French fries or carrots and celery? Hmm. Carrots and celery. Absolutely. That's why you go to B-dubs, you get a nice chicken meal with vegetables. I heard if you healthy. eat 50 different yeah, types of vegetables in a week, those are the people with the healthiest biomes in the, in the huh, gut biomes in the world. I can see it. That's including, like, seasonings, herbs, coffee. GG player says, wow, is Seamus going to be the new Luke? Plants. not uh, Luke's coming back. Yeah, that's right. He's going to kick me out. Luke's going to pick me up and throw me out of this chair. Oh, maybe we'll just have, <laughs> yeah. you know. Four cool. we, we are actually upgrading the studio. We've just been waiting for this computer because of the shortages. We're going to be moving the location of the studio. Same building, but uh, different area. We are um, trying to get a completely different setup. And it's going to require probably like a full studio build, which means the cameras will probably mount in. You know, we're going to do it right. I, I don't think anybody knows what this room looks like. It's like really just. Don't tell them. 
Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's You'll huge. kill the it's mystery amazing. of it. It's it's like twenty five thousand square feet. It's one of huge. the most amazing yeah. rooms so I've ever echoey. been in, quite frankly. Yes, it's yeah. Magical. I'm up here and you're down there. It's true. That's yeah, you're down there. Like different right there. Yeah, people don't people don't realize. Like Ian's actually not even the same room as us. He's mm-hmm. completely you know, different. That's Seamus, how we keep Seamus it. is outside. That's where I have to stay. That's true. He's doing video. <laughs> <today>. <laughs> but yeah, no, I um I I am uh, not here permanently. I'm visiting for for a little while because uh, I love these people. We're trying some things out. Well, the goal is, um, I think we want like maybe even like eight possible seats or more, so we can have total just like battle royale people yelling over each other. Ah, That'll be fun to switch for. Yeah, yeah, it's cool to get a bunch of on the ground reporters in in at one time, like Andy and who else? Elijah. I mean, we've had the riot squad here all at the same time. That was really stuff like that's awesome. All right, Jamie Arzola says, since we're playing resume hookups, will you please give my (laughs) fifth or sixth entry a look? Yeah, can you write down the? Jamie Arzola, can do. All right, let's see. We'll do. A, we'll do a couple more here. How do I spell that? Uh, A R Z O L A. Perfect. I was right. All right, Justin McGillivary says, "Go read War Is a Racket by Major General Smedley D. Butler. It's twenty-five pages. The audiobook is forty-five minutes." The book tells how there were 21,000 new millionaires made between 1914 and 1918, and some of the core sold for both sides. Interesting. Creepy, man. All right. Rob Santana says, Tim, what do you make of Trump saying BTC is a scam because it undermines the dollar? Isn't that the point? Decentralization? Donald Trump gave Bitcoin probably one of the best endorsements, in my opinion. Mm. And I'm a big proponent of Bitcoin, so I own a, I own a fair amount. He said, it, you know, it competes with the dollar and we want the dollar to be the currency around the world. And I was like, wow, what did Trump just say? Bitcoin is hard competition for the U.S. dollar yeah. and is undermining its position as the global currency. Now, that's the best endorsement I've heard for Bitcoin, because like even if it never overtakes the dollar, you just straight up said it is on equal footing after 10 years. Mm-hmm. Woo. So I, I bought more Bitcoin when Trump said that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's All like right. and, and, and so it's like there's a dip right now. And I'm like. You know, I got to be honest. I I, I don't care. It it, it it could go down to a dollar. I would just buy as much as I could. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and 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 other currencies too. You know. Oh yeah, it did dip hard. It's down to thirty three now. Yep. That's an opportunity, in my opinion. That's. I'm not true. telling anybody what to do. Not financial advice. No, I bought some though. All right, my friends. If you haven't already, smash that like button. Subscribe to this channel. Share the URL to this show and leave us a good review on iTunes or wherever you may be listening to it. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TimCastIRL. And the the reason we're you know adamant, or I shouldn't say adamant, but the reason we're like we're going to do a Facebook is that it's just where a lot of people are, and we're hoping that a lot more shares will drive people to the website TimCast.com because we're launching a newsroom very, very soon. I mean, I think our timeline is supposed to be like a week or two. I know I said that last time, like, we're getting a new website. It was like a month after <laughs> I said it was supposed to come out. But uh, one of the issues that's going to hold us back is we got to definitely hire these reporters, and they've got to be here in time for the launch so that we have the newsroom up and running. Otherwise, it'll be like a very limited aggregator for the time being. But uh, it's, it's all thanks to your membership. And I'll just I'll stress, when we launched TimCast.com, we did not expect this many people to sign up so quickly. And all of a sudden, I was like staring at a bank account where I'm like, I think we're going to start a newsroom and like hire like crazy and build a crazy website and like take this. You know, we've got the opportunity to do so. We don't need investors anymore. So people are, are, are invested. And I'm like, let's make it happen. It's tough, though, man. My brain is like on fire, you know, working every day. I think there's a lot of people who don't understand YouTube is not the end all be all. There's a lot of YouTubers who, like, dedicate all their time and energy to YouTube. That's a mistake I made very early on. Should have started a website a year ago or, or, or a, a year and a half ago. Hmm. So I was just like, YouTube, YouTube views, subscribers, YouTube, YouTube, YouTube. And I'm like, that was a big mistake. 
So like a subscription model? No, it's like a, a company that's bigger, that's better. But you would have you, know. you would have worked the subscription website a year ago, ha- going back. Not necessarily. I'm, I'm just saying, like, not focusing everything on YouTube. YouTube is not the end all be all, and too many mm-hmm. people are. are it used to bother me. People were like, I'm a YouTuber because uh, 2006, seven. I'm like, no, you're an internet video maker. You're using YouTube as your platform mm-hmm. right now, but it's the video that's the power. Not the. It doesn't matter what site. Mm-hmm. Right. James O'Keefe was kicked off Twitter. And he's still putting out videos that are getting massive play and getting millions of views because, like, like he says, James says, content is king. But anyway, um, so subscribe and go to TimCast.com. And just uh, right now, it's basically like an aggregator for all of my content and the TimCast style clips and the vlog clips. And then we've got the members only section. But coming soon, we're going to have we're, we're going to be commissioning op-eds from other writers. We're going to be having like a, a literal news editor who's going to be, you know, we're going to have articles, op-eds, opinions, analysis. It's going to be your lovable centrist milk toast outlet. <laughs> and we're going to take fact-checking very seriously. And so we're looking, we're, we're looking to hire a, 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 a hardcore newsroom journalist whose, whose job is going to be to do fact-checking and investigation. And they're going to be writing most of the day. We're looking to commission people to go on the ground and do field reporting. We're looking for a dedicated fact checker who's going to be in a different building who will then look over the pieces and do independent fact checking. So, so it'll be double fact checked from a fact checker fact checking the news and then getting fact checked themselves. And then we're going to have mini docs, uh, short films, um, all that stuff. And uh, uh, we're looking to also have freelance writers from across the country writing different stories and taking submissions. So we'll have a news editor for that. So a lot of jobs that we got, we got to hire for, we got to hire for now. And all of those jobs will be in the building. So you'll, you will have to be in the uh, eastern West Virginia, Maryland area, just so you know. But uh, feel free to submit. And, uh, yeah, so uh, Seamus, I hear you got, uh, you got uh, a, a YouTube channel. I do, yeah. YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Just check my channel out. You can just Google Freedom Tunes. And um, we're at uh, 643,000. It would be awesome to Ooh. get up to 650,000 if you guys want to go over there and subscribe. We're also... Uh, planning on releasing a video tomorrow and then another video Thursday. I'm really excited. The one that we have slated for tomorrow is one which Tim and I voiced yesterday or no, last week, so I think good. Friday, and yeah. we were crying laughing. I heard we you guys through the laughing. floor. So yeah, <laughs> did you? Yeah. Yeah, so Ian can verify. Mm. We are crying laughing. YouTube.com slash Freedom Tunes. Seamus, do you have a merch site? I also have FreedomTunesMerch.com oh. if you want to check that out. Yeah, Freedom Tunes merch. Just go there, buy a T-shirt. Tomorrow, if you would like tomorrow. It's not financial advice. Can we, can we announce what you're putting out tomorrow? Or no, keep it a secret. How much? I'm trying to figure. Can out I how just much say that I'm too late. I said it a minute. No, yeah, I said so. Oh, okay. Yeah, we were recording. Yeah, Tim yeah, is in it. Listening. Tim is in it. It was and one it, of the it, funniest, it involved, like, half an hour VO Tears. sessions. So good. Yeah, we, we were, were so crying. hard to record because we were laughing so, so much. much. We were crying. And then we, like, improv <laughs> an idea for a completely different <laughs> oh video God. afterwards. So we're going to have... That's the best stuff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So we're going to have another video we've collaborated Can on. Can I give him a hint? Yes, of course. Droplet. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm so pumped. Yeah, so go over to Freedom Tunes and subscribe, please. Uh, you guys can also follow me at iancrossland.net. I want to give a shout out to whoever sent me this cool ring. Oh, cool. Uh, keep sending me, I get people send me books and little gems in the, at the field box from time to time. Ian, so keep that, it up. Is that blinking? Ian, that has a GPS this tracker in it. This is the infinity off. gem. It has a BMS, oh, are they tracking me? GPS tracker in it's, it. It's a, it's Someone a plant. gave Ian the infinity ring. Yeah. Infinity now I have ultimate power. Unwise. Well, I had ultimate power. He's going to snap and excuse. everything's graphy. No, he's going to, he's going to, we got, we got graphene over here. I will become graphene. They're like, what's happened to me? <laughs> Special shout out to to Cast Castle, mm. the new the newest addition to the Timcast Media Network. Because last week I uh, made some bread 
made some cricket bread. Ooh. It's actually up now at youtube.com slash cast castle, the newest episode. And you can see I accidentally used uh, avocado oil when I think I meant to be use olive oil. And I was using that- half cup uh, of the half cup of flour, not a full cup. People were like, he's using too much flour. It was half a cup of flour. But if you want to see how that's done, done by, by eyeball, go check it out. Yeah, he's, he's actually quite good at baking bread. He's been working on it since we were in New Jersey. He's quite talented. I do want to say before I go that I do have a very positive spin on all this nonsense and what Seamus was talking about, how uh, hard times are, in fact, going to create strong men. I think that if you're planning on having kids in the near future, you should be preparing them for the future. Uh, it's a little bit like when you get to the top of the roller coaster and you know the drop is coming and you just got to kind of grit your teeth because there's nothing you can do about it. You uh, you bought the ticket. You're on the right. ride. Yeah. And uh, your kids are going to be strong people. You better make them into good ones. Anyway, you can follow me at Sour Patch Lids on Twitter if you'd like to. For more nuggets like that, she'll That's be right. those out. Good stuff. We are going to have a bonus segment, which would get us banned from YouTube instantly if I even mention what we're going to be talking about. I'm not even kidding. It's, hmm. it's, it's, it's seriously dark stuff. I don't even is, know what it is yet. So, But, it's, but it's affecting our, our society in, in a very, very awful way. And so uh, we'll bring it up. And um, go to TimCast.com, become a member, and we'll see you all there. Bye, guys. Love With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.